This is kind of crazy. This is hot. <laughs> this is hot. This kind of is, is hot. Like, yeah, bro. This is our podcast in a nutshell. It is. 50 yen. Ryan. Yo. Nah. Matt. Matt. I'm about to say, I'm about to save you the fucking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Matt, was that, was that a cancelable offense? <laughs> hope not. Nah, nah, nah. 50 not gonna cancel you. 50 yen is wild, boy. Yen is fucking hilarious. <laughs> nah, we need this. We not. Nah. 50 yen. Nah. That's a banger, man. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I'm so What's up, everybody? This ah, <laughs> uh, I sound like the uh, the guy from the thriller at the end. Ah, <laughs> so true. Ah, okay. Can we do it for reals now? <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, why wasn't that for reals? It was not for reals, John, because I laughed. All right. What's up, everybody? This is episode 162 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Bullwood, New York, here at Regrown Recording Studios. Bring you in, as always, your lovable host. Just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, just in transition, but most importantly, just a friend, JT. What is up, everybody? And to my right, a man that needs some introduction. The Guyanese god, Dijon Mustard, Celine Dijon. John Mucho, everybody. How you guys doing? Good, good. And to my far right, a man that needs no introduction. He walks with the cane not because he has to, but because he needs to. The with Bishop the of Bitches! Mr. Worldwide West. Everywhere I go, I leave a worldwide mess, you know what I'm saying? And yo, if I was in WWE, this is what I'm walking out to every time. Oh, wow, what the fuck? That wasn't even intentional. Unintentional? <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. I didn't realize that that was me. I thought Matt just... I thought Matt was doing that, too. Yeah, okay, and then it right, sounded good. like an ad. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. Matt wouldn't do that. Yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah, yeah. I am an ad. Because <laughs> Matt's a professional. You cannot stop me. That's a fact. Yeah, man. Worldwide West, every go, I leave a worldwide mess. Yep, that's it. Simple as that. There you go. And to my far right, so far right, he's in the other room. The great Gabagool, Greg Postovich, the voice from Beyond the Beyond, the Saratobi sound man himself, Mr. Matt Barba. Gabagool. Gabagool. Your sister's ass. Oh, wow. Your mother's ass. Your grandma's ass. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody's dealing with the Gilfa ass. All right. Is what it is. <laughs> I mean, what's your bookmarks looking like? No, my bookmarks have no gilfs in them. Absolutely not. No, unless it's Bernice Bourgois. Burgos, 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 Bernice Burgos. Burg- that's how you say it, Burgos. Yeah, cause she's she's domesticated, bro. She's 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 not really foreign for real. No, I know. Grandkids, but she had gra- she had grandkids. Yeah, that's wild. Babies having babies. Yeah, that's I, a I, I ain't gonna lie, yeah. It really is. <laughs> that was <thing> is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? 
He's not. He's out of line. But he's right. I ain't gonna lie, John. You're not wrong, but you sure as hell ain't right. If the grandma's still be still getting to go to the clubs, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh boy. But uh, a lot of uh, speaking of the Bronx. Speaking of the Bronx, yo, yo, the Bronx was almost burning for a little bit. I'm yo. not gonna lie, <laughs> yo, almost burning. Yeah, but I was about to have to put a, out the apology tweet after they, that conference. <laughs> listen, 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 yo. I, you know, I got, I gotta call my own number on this. I gotta call my own number on this, and I gotta call my own number on this for a few reasons. I gotta, I, I'm letting the, I'm letting the, 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 the suspense build up. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I gotta let it, let it build up for a second, and then I'm a, I'm a really talk my shit because yeah, drum roll or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And I'm gonna tell y'all this right now, cause I, I, I sat up here on this podcast. And I told y'all, I told y'all we ain't had nothing to worry about because Judge was coming home. I told I told you. He almost went home. I told you. That was the issue. And I told Matt, yo, we got 100 guns, 100 clips, just coming back to New York. Stop playing. Yo, come on. I got a semi-automatic clip that talks next time that John talks. Because guess what? John Heyman, ha, don't you had us fooled, buddy? What's up? What's up? I told y'all niggas, I told each and every one of y'all niggas, Judge was coming home. And guess what? He's here. Back in the Bronx. Back in the fucking Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but I mean, it's a good feeling considering that everything that was going on with the the original treat that went out. Um, John Heyman originally reported that he had he was going to sign to Giants. Bleach Report put something out, and it was bad. Mind you, I was asleep, so I didn't see any of that. So I didn't even get mad at it because the, the shit already got debunked. And this morning, when Judge signed to the Yankees, nine years, $360 million, probably, what is that? That's got to be the most by any position player it, ever. It's the most yearly, I think. Most yearly by by any position player. Um, I was also asleep for that. So I really felt no like live reaction to it. I kind of woke up to both things, but... Thankfully, I woke up to, you know, Judge resigning to the Yankees today. It was great. Um, But, yeah, I told y'all. I was nothing really to worry about. I'm just happy that we got it done. I'm happy the way that that we got it done. Originally, it was reported that we offered him eight years, 320. Um, But, you know, he went back to the Yankees and told him there's more money on the table elsewhere. And Hal was like, listen, we don't give you that. And here he is. We got our captain. I was talking about to say, I'm not going to hold you. Padres deal sound pretty damn good. 10 years, 400. <laughs> 10 years, 400. And now you go over to a team that already has Juan Soto, Tatis. Man, man, Manny Machado. <laughs> like, and you're in somewhere where it's warm. Not all year because San Diego is super warm all year. But you're going back to your home state. Listen. So you're saying shit to the Padres deal? I mean, I'm, I'm saying not, that's a good deal, bro. I mean, 400 million. I don't think there's ever been a 400 million dollar. Well, Trout still, maybe. Probably Trout's deal was the all, only 400 million. All I'm saying is... 10 years, a little more money. Not not a little, but, you know, grand term. You get, you get another year of the same money. And that team just has more talent than the Yankees do or have been able to put on a field. All right, Debbie so, Downer. Well, guess what? He's home. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, believe me, I am glad that he is a Yankee. I was ready to start going on a big old rant. I thought it was hilarious that that leaked right the day after it says that Cashman got uh, re-signed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> imagine it's like Cashman re-signs. Judge does a sign and they just go to cash and give me that shit back. <laughs> like, um, I'm glad he's a Yankee. He better get the captain shit. Um, he will. It's just, I, 
it, it's, it's a move that I looked at as such a thing that should happen. Remember, I said that I was like, I really hope it happens, but I'm preparing in case he doesn't because there's also valid reasons to leave. Um, I just need us to actually do other shit. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, I'm sorry, but your biggest move of free agency can't be resigning your own player because then we're putting out potentially almost the same team I mean I think it could be your biggest move but it shouldn't be your only because he is he would technically be the best player yeah and that's fine signed. best player available I get yeah. that no, but like but I get what you're saying like I can't if we this put can't out the be same it. team as last year we're most likely yeah. gonna have the same or, or an even worse well, we can't outcome, can't so. put out the same team we got niggas leaving left and right <laughs> I don't blame him uh, but we got we got my son Tommy Kingley back in the Bronx. I know you was happy. Tom, with Tommy I, tight I, pants. Yeah, but I say, hey, Tommy tight pants. But T came the back. Pants, I know you was fucking with it. The pants not tight. The man's legs is just large. It's yeah. not his fault. You got three. You wouldn't know about that. Wow. I wasn't talking about the third leg. I was talking about you know he's not lacking structural integrity. Sure, Jonathan. I wear baggy I pants all the time. All right, that's just how I roll. You know why? why? Comfortable. So you can't see the real size of his legs. Wow. This is uh, it's a lot of shots being thrown out. That's crazy. Lack but of structural integrity. It is what it is. I will say this, though. It is, uh, it's nice to see Judge back. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Uh, a homegrown Yankee. Uh, somebody made a good point. Like, this is a younger generation's Jeter. You know, in, in yeah. the sense of, like, you know what? You have a suit. You have a guy on the team that you can. Form player. No, but I'm, all right. Can I finish my point? Yeah. It's on. more so the case of like, as a kid, we grew mm-hmm. up, it was Derek Jeter, because it's like, all right, he's here, he's on all the commercials and stuff like that. Well, now, big young, young Yankee, league. yeah, big, big star. Now, young Yankee fans, you know, like seven year olds, eight year olds, nine year olds, it's like, all right, cool. Aaron Judge is going to be here for basically my entire childhood. And prepare for him to not finish his co- that contract. <laughs> and that's, and I think yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Like, if he, if he finishes seven of the years, I think, I think, you're okay with that. You're, what do you mean in terms of like after those seven years he's gonna retire? Or no, gonna retire? no, after the seven years he, he may not be here. You think the Yankees go have a forty year old on the roster? I mean, if he's a captain, absolutely. They literally talked about in the DJ doc how none of those classic Yankees actually finished their career as a Yankee. I mean, yeah, the Jeter only did it because he retired first. I mean, well, before Derek Jeter dramatically finished the Yankee. Wait, finish Yankee in terms of what? They're talking about how all the the legendary like obviously there's tons of legendary Yankees, but they're yeah. literally talking about how like people like fucking Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, all these people that we that are synonymous with the Yankee name, mm-hmm. they usually Yankees either cut ties or did something then because they were still trying to play and the Yankees weren't going to do that. You know what I mean? And it was looking like that was going to happen to Derek Jeter. I mean, Derek, I get yeah, like but Pettit left on his own accord. He like because he knew he was at the end of his rope. Posada yeah. left on his own accord. Mo- Mariano left on his well, own. Posada didn't want to leave. Thought it was done. Thought it was done. He was done. He was done. Oh, <laughs> like, he was fine. Yeah, All I'm saying done. is, finished, I'm bro. not expecting him to finish out that contract on the Yankees, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. But part yeah. of the reason before was I'm sitting here and again, like if I'm cashing him out here, like I'm assigned your old ass to this long ass deal. You haven't won nothing. Again, I'm happy as a Yankee. I am happy as long as, as you get a ring out of it. I think it's worth it. Right. If you get a ring in the first, you get a ring in the first four years. I don't think it's years. up to Aaron Judge if we get a, a well, ring. Well, no, I, I know that. that. Heavy That's on what John just said. No, no, heavy on what Aaron Judge if we get a ring. Heavy on what John just said because, honestly, that has nothing to do with Aaron Judge. Yeah. Aaron Judge was a necessary move. That was a necessary thing that we had to do to win. Now, for me, it's like they're going to make moves to try and get pitchers. I Once again, and I've said this for years now, niggas getting pitchers – Pitching has not been the reason why we've been losing in the playoffs every single year. It's like, been the hitting. It's been it's been the hitting. It's about having situational hitting guys that can hit in that situation. 
Um, so yeah, that that that's really where I'm at on that. I mean, Yankees resigned Cashman. Am I surprised about the move? No. Do I think that they should have resigned him? No. If y'all didn't listen to what? that episode of us talking about what we think the Yankees should do, please go check that out. Yeah, that's a fact. Because, like, you know, we've obviously said it. Like, at the end of the day, like, Aaron Judge was a signing that needed to be made. But, like, we can't sit here and have a motherfucking Mavericks-ass offseason. And sit here and be like, all right, we got some role players that weren't really that good. And we got our one star. And we're going to hope for the best. Yep. Yeah. You know, I will say that it's, it's very, very similar things with this old Jeter and Judge thing because Judge, I don't know if you guys saw that, the article, whatever that came out, and Judge was like, yo, I didn't appreciate that cash. When mm, we global. first initiated, when we first start, talked about it, he leaked the contract details, mm-hmm. the offer details to the media, and it was the exact same shit that Cashman did to Jeter yeah. when Jeter was doing, mm-hmm. and Jeter talked about it in the documentary, so it's kind of interesting. And obviously now, like, after he got his contract, he got the captain logo, ca- captain status. Reports are judge is going to get the captain uh, status as well, so it is kind of funny just the the, the similarities there. But yeah. is is like worked is it right? Times. <laughs> worked I, out both times. Worked out both times, but like, there's no way that can be like the right. That's that's not that's the not right okay. move. That's it's not, not, that's that's not okay. It's not okay. Right move, and, and it only works out because you had Jeter was a life young lifelong Yankee fan, so obviously he wanted to. Obviously, he would he would have more. And he's a his, I'm not, I don't know if Aaron Judge is a historian of the game, but not only is he a lifelong Yankee fan, he was a historian of understanding like how much he cared about the captainship and all that. And, you yeah. Know. And then Judge, I mean, I don't remember. He grew up a Giants fan. He grew up a Giants fan. <laughs> so like, it's it, yeah, a little bit of playing with fire. I mean, I know. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Like if. He wanted to be a giant. He easily could have. They offered him the same contract. Yeah, but they're not good. That's why when I heard the Padres offer, I was like, honestly, I think this is like when fucking uh, when Carmelo resigned with the Knicks. Yeah, that's what it's feeling like. I mean, when he didn't go to Chicago, my whole thing is, like my my whole thing is is the season that Aaron Judge just had. Like this is one of those seasons that we're never gonna see again. Yeah, and as an organization, you can't let a player like that go. Exactly, but that's why. These organizations were offering him this ridiculous amount of money. Yep. That's why the Padres offered him four hundred million. Yeah. That's why the, the the Giants offer him three hundred sixty million because they know he is, like he he's one he's one in a million. Yeah, he's a late bloomer, all all of that. But at the same time, <laughs> it says a lot about him choosing the Yankees over more money and home. Like this is genuinely where he wanted to be, and nobody, yeah. nobody can convince me of otherwise. Regardless of whatever the media wanted to stir up this entire time about, ah, well, you know, he's from the Bay Area, he's from here, da 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 da. Fuck it, he's here. We resign him. Now he, what? He, now, he, now that's what? The next thing, like it's, I'm just worried this is gonna be four years. We sit here and go, damn, they resign Aaron Judge. And they ain't do a damn thing to help this man, and he's just out here just wasting years. I mean, is, it'd be worse if he was on the Giants. Judge also got to help, help himself. At, at, at least, at least him being Agreed, on the Yankees. He has not played well in the playoffs. Right. Agreed, but but at least, at least, and I, I and at least I you can sit here and say they put the talent around him. I give you, I give you that. At least the Padres, the Padres. I mean, we both made it to the ALCS, so I mean, it is what it is. They made it to their championship. Yeah, but they well. did it without their best player. They did. They did, but I I can tell you what if they willing to offer Judge four hundred million, are they really willing to go long term with Fernando Tatis? Because think about Ooh. it, because you know you because you know you're gonna offer Soto money, mm-hmm. and you and you know you have Machado on the Soto books. is also on a deal right now though. No, he's not. He's not. What I'm did, pretty sure he he is. Juan Soto Juan Soto's on a, is on a, no he he didn't sign that deal from Washington. No, he did not. Okay, 
I'm, I'm, I'm don't like I'm not being no, 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 no like, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But I'm saying like Soto, they, Washington offered him a deal. They didn't. They the the deal that Washington offered. If the Padres offered him, then that's pro, then maybe that's what you're referring to. But I don't know that. Washington offered Soto. He might be and a Soto, next year. And Soto said no. So if well, all of Soto that signed through 2025 because arbitration. Yes, but like regardless, what I'm saying uh, it is wasn't that, it wasn't the, it was the extension they offered him like the 10 year extension, right. mm-hmm. and he was like nah. So that's what, that's why they was like yeah, we just like, we just gonna come to parts we gonna just trade trade the man. So my whole you, thing is is, is that years. if the in the long term and right because Tatis also would be under arbitration, mm-hmm. you know. Um, then you're just paying Judge Machado and you got a good team around them. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I, I'm Soto happy on, on he's deck. here. I can understand from a baseball standpoint. You want to do all these things. If you sit here and want some marketability, but if there are things outside of it, right, of him just being like, I want to be the guy, marketability, all that shit, you know, I'm glad. I'm just, I am not confident right now in our ability to build a team around him. And you have the direction that we you have heading. every reason to feel like that you know why and i don't want and i would feel bad even though it's not my decision because i like him as a player to just sit here and be like damn we're just wasting you have wasting this you have every reason to feel like that and you know why because of brian cashman mm-hmm. and he has and we have him for at least four more years yep and that's that's, that's what that's what it is you know what i'm saying this team has under you can make the argument that this team is underachieved for the past five this shit honestly since, since 2000 year well yeah yeah, yeah. So it's a judge yeah. rookie. So we overachieved yeah. that year, and then we've underachieved every year since then. Yep, exactly. It's like we've gotten progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because you won seven games in in 2017 with the Astros, and you go you build from that, and then we get swept. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. Um, but this was the right move by the Yankees. I don't want to like get the negativity like mm-hmm. involved in that because at the end of the day, signing Judge was the first thing that we needed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, I and I hope that I hope that. I hope that we figure it out from there. And when I say figure it out, I hope that we get better or younger. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> with the Yankees, I mean, these, it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation. I, I'm not fucking with the GM, and that's that on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did what he had to do. I just feel like he timed out. Yeah. But once again, like John said, if you ain't see that episode, you better go back and watch because, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I feel you on, fuck uh-oh that's not good well i'll pick up your train pause um <laughs> wow yeah but uh, it's gonna be interesting I'm, I'm very interested to see like especially like the team going forward the young guys that they called up uh how they mesh um but yeah it's still a long all season to go still long still a lot of still a lot of moving parts i remember yes um so the point you're talking about how like it was like the Jeter negotiation where like Cashman leaked the shit early. Mm-hmm. I was listening to like Mike Cage what they were talking about and they were like that initial offer they gave before the season was a good offer. But it's like they made it seem like it was a really bad offer, you know what I mean? And then on top Who, of that Judge like, or Judge Camp or the Yankees? Judge Camp. Oh. Or like in media in general. Mm-hmm. Um but that was before he had the season that he did. And uh, you know, it was a gamble that worked out. But like not only was that one, but the other thing about like, oh, you're getting the owner of the team to call and then up the money. You know what I mean? And do these things. And it is it is cool, but like I just just until proven otherwise, it just feels like it's an all for not move. You know what I mean? Like until we sit here and either like you said, get real pieces outside of fucking pitching, because again, our pitching has not been the issue in the playoffs. Pitching is it's a little um, fine, bro. <clears throat> um like we got we gotta do something. Or you let the kids play. And they don't seem interested in doing either. 
I agree. Gotta love it. All right. But uh, but going. I mean, I guess. I mean, Judge wasn't the only big name. I mean, we got another big name coming to New York. Yeah. Mr. Verlander. Yeah. Uh, and it's not on an place. Not it's not, it's not on the not in the pinstripes. Not in the you Astros. Knew, you knew he wasn't coming here. You know, I, honestly. When that first John Heyman thing came out, and I was sitting here like New York lost to Grom, the two best players in the, uh, both teams, the Grom and then Judge, I, I was like, I we are down bad. My, like if I live reacted to this shit, y'all niggas would not have liked me, bro. I would have been saying so much crazy, not necessarily just about Judge, but just about the organization in general. But I'm happy that I and was. Then ten asleep. minutes later, you would have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? I would have been. The, I would have been the Yankees apologist. <laughs> I would have been on here like, I guys, I love the Yankees. The Yankees have been my team since. You know, they're the greatest organization. They're the ever. greatest organization to ever have existed. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like literally. <laughs> now, nah, but uh, Verlander going to the Mets, uh, definitely, a, a, it's a necessary evil that need that needs to happen. Uh, Max Scherzer, definitely a winning move. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander are teammates again since they were in their early twenties, um, and now they're the, like the oldest fucking rotation, <laughs> right? And it's still and it's still nasty. It's still and, so it, and it's crazy dirty. because it's like if you like in twenty twenty two, like shit. Even 10 years ago, in 2012, you have Verlander and Max on your staff. My God. Five 2022, Max and Verlander on your staff. My God. I'm still <laughs> I'm still under that same impression. Don't let how Max's season ended last year really do it for y'all because Max is still him. And Verlander just came off of probably the best season of his career. So... You know, I, it's hard for me to imagine for me to imagine for me to imagine any otherwise than them guys actually going out there and doing doing good yeah, things. I um, as long as they're able to stay healthy. That's what it comes down to. That yeah. and you know, it's always a thing with aging players, especially because like they're from the the like the group of pitchers that still pitched for a long time. Right. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember hearing a lot about them talking about Justin Verlander like that year. He like fell in love with baseball again. So whenever you hear about a star player, when that happening, they usually have a really good year, right? But it's one of those that is it just the magic of the like the relationship he had with his teammates there because he was like the team made made it happen. And I feel like part of the reason why he chose the Mets is because the Mets had a lot of fun during that regular season. Obviously, they didn't finish great, but like the vibe around the team was good. You know, they they seemed to be having fun all the time. Buck Showalter seemed to not be a hard ass all the time. You know, it seemed chills. Um, I like it. Like it, I still find it hard to hate the Mets, but um, it's just one that I guess we'll just see what happens. But you know, at least some New York team has been trying to bring talent in. I mean, yeah, and that one is more, I guess, a replacement because they also lost. Um, uh, their oh wow, why am I blanking on the name to the Phillies? A couple people. The, oh, Taiwan Walker. Uh, Taiwan Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they have to they still have to make a decision on Nimmo. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's it's it, it'll be an interesting offseason for the Mets definitely I think yeah. I mean you look at the Phillies though not not just getting Taiwan for locking him up for four years but getting I guess at this point maybe the second biggest name the free agency Trey depending, Turner t- depending on who you ask yeah Trey Turner has had a quick turnaround and I saw an interesting thing about shortstops going to the Dodgers and and uh, getting getting paid. So they said uh, Trey Turner, uh, well, Corey Sager, he obviously came up through that organization. And uh, Manny Machado, after they became, they all became free agents, they left and just got $300 million contract, which is it's, it's true across the board. And Trey Turner, like, literally one of the best shortstops in the game. The Phillies are going to be a little bit lost now that uh, Bryce Harper going to be out um, indefinitely, obviously, because he went and had Tommy John. 
But Philly's still gonna be still gonna be a good team. They still got their their core. They rehired the coach that they had that took over after uh, Girardi got fired. Gonna be interesting. You know what I'm saying? These dudes is really out here making moves and shit. MLB man, yo, Jesus Christ. You know, it's funny, like, you talk about them with the shortstops. It kind of reminds me of the Rays with their pitchers. Right. Whereas, like, you, you pitch for the Rays, like, maybe two good years, three good years, but when you're getting a payday somewhere else, you yeah, know well, it's not coming well, from the Rays. Yeah, we knew it wasn't coming from the Rays, but the, <laughs> the Dodgers just be paying people. Dodgers yeah. do be paying people. Do they be paying people or do they be trading for people with big contracts? I mean, they both. Checks, the checks so be cashing both. somehow every, every, every Friday night or Thursday night. Uh, any other notable uh, free agent? The Signings? Japanese dude, you know, I forgot his yes. name. Yes, he signed with, with the Red, Red Sox. Sox? Yes. Yeah, was that the one that they were saying they were waiting on, or is that another one? So that I feel was... like the one they said they were waiting on was a pitcher. Um, I know. I honestly, I, the Red Sox signing signing him was a surprise because nobody had the Red Sox on the radar. Yeah, I'd been hearing news about the Mets. Yeah, okay, so then that's the dude I'm thinking. Of. That's kind of wild. I'm gonna say we need to go bring in a fucking import from somewhere because oh, it that seems is nuts. <laughs> Holy shit. We have to bring it in import from somewhere. Yo, <laughs> we're gonna get canceled. How they say that in every fucking league about every go sport? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go Except ahead, football. Go ahead, go ahead. Import. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. It's just the fact that Justin pointed it out. I'm just, like, I'm just making faces. I'm making faces. Anyway, um, because it doesn't seem like we want to sign any of the motherfuckers here, or they don't want to come. So it seems like we're gonna have to go find a talent. In another country somewhere and bring them in that isn't Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. Jason? Because <laughs> I told y'all, as soon as I saw the judges there, I was like, you're going to rush all these young players up. And instead of letting them play and develop, they're going to be like, you need to win right now. And it would just be terrible for them. But, you know, we have judge, so hopefully it doesn't happen. But Jamo Tyone. Gone, even, uh, gone yeah. to the greener pastures. Cubs. Yep, that's fine. I'm good with it. I'm good with Cubs it. Cubs also got, uh, what's, uh, Bellinger, right? Yep. Bellinger also on the Cubs. Yeah, Bellinger, yeah, signed for one year. It's 18 million. That's a lot of money. This is a prove year. This is a prove year for Bellinger, man. That's a nice prove year. 18 million to prove yourself. I'm about to say, oh, <laughs> God damn. I'll be just, yeah. I'm <laughs> about to say, yeah. for real, for real. Um, we going to see what happens, though. Honestly, like, there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening in the league, and we still haven't ha- heard what's going to happen with Carlos Correa. And he's probably the biggest free agent that's on the market right now. We have no idea where that nigga is. Did I going. see correctly? Wilson Contreras also signed. He yeah, signed he, with signed, the he signed, signed with the Cardinals. Cardinals. Look yeah. at that. The Cardinals got, a, got rid of a generational great catcher to another really, really good catcher. Go for them. Who is low key younger than you think? He's just been playing for Mad Long. What is he? Twenty nine, twenty eight? Yeah, yeah. He's mad. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah. He's just been he's... playing for fucking like the way the fucking the way the the Cubs and stuff is making it cut Royals, Royals, Cubs. Mm-hmm. Am I bugging? Cubs. Who's on the Cubs? Cubs. Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez. Yes. 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 So um, the way the Cubs are making it seem was like this man was at the end of his career washed. Old man. Like he's younger than Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> like. Bruh. Hey man, that being the barometer makes me so sad. What being younger than Aaron Judge? Stars, yeah. Uh, that we sit here and we go, oh, I've been playing for so long, and they go, fuck, they're still younger than Aaron Judge. And then you realize you're old, and then you're just like, oh damn. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, still a lot of still a lot of offseason. I mean, baseball think about that. You could pull up Wilson Contreras right now, and obviously you look young, right? We we know you look young, but we could pull up Wilson Contreras right now, and we could sit here and say he's only like two or three years older than us. Yeah. That's about. Yeah. This is literally 30. 92. We were all born in 96 minus J2 was born in 95. So there you go. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. But I guess that's, uh, I think that's about yeah. it for the baseball. Let's we'll see, see y'all. Let's we'll see y'all in, uh, let's we'll see y'all opening day. 
ACL over there. Let's call career science to the agency. I'm about to say we might we might dabble back. We might touch 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 back with y'all. The baseball between baseball now and will uh, solely be if we sign someone relevant. Or if, or if something crazy, crazy happens. Yeah, like if Correa wanted to just sign like a, a one-year prove it, fuck it. We'll give you 30 mil for the year. If, come Correa, if Correa go to the Mets, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I know he's not going to the Mets, but I'm just saying, if he went to the Mets, we'd have to talk about that. Well, shit. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Nah, I mean, Correa, well, first off, they said that um, the Dodgers didn't want to talk to Correa because the fans was just like, eh, respect. That's what's up. I just, I'm still at a loss with the Minnesota Twins front office, and this will be the last thing about baseball. For how do you sign? How do you give a guy th- a three-year deal, thirty-three and a half, what is it, thirty-three and a half mil every year? With a player and they're like, yeah, player option every year. So like, if you don't want to be here, fine. That is the epitome of we're trying to sell tickets. L- no, you're That's absolutely what we're right. We're trying to sell tickets. Deal. You're absolutely right because. Right. And you know what's crazy? I thought after that deal, I thought they're going to be a really good baseball team. They they had solid players across every position, they didn't except even make for catcher. The they didn't even make the playoffs. They did not. I could only imagine if Byron Buxton could stay healthy, but yeah. Then Byron did it to the Yankees. I'll find a spot for him. If I wanted a hurt outfielder, so, I would so just we play get a Black Harrison Hicks. Bader? Yes, I just, John. I literally would just play Aaron Hicks all day if or I wanted a hurt black outfielder. Yeah, like, Aaron Hicks can't run like Buxton. I mean, but if I wanted a hurt he black can't. outfielder, <laughs> if Johnny had two <laughs> apples. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, I'm tired. Oh, all right. boy. All right. Moving on. To the uh, gridiron. Before we get into the NFLs, yeah, we got to uh, talk, we we talk about this situation that's uh, been a hot button issue for the past couple days. And if you haven't heard about it, um, Deion Sanders, prime time, has been coaching Coach Prime, Coach prime has been coaching Jackson State uh, for the past three years. Jackson State is an HBCU school in the SWAT conference which is an FCS school, which means they do not participate in the FBS, which is the bowl series. So they do not, they could not technically qualify for, you know, going to the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Prime has turned Jackson State into basically a powerhouse in the FCS uh, over these last three years. And now he's moving on to greener pastures, quote unquote, uh, to go be the head coach of University of Colorado. A University of Colorado team that won one game last year and was getting eviscerated every single week. I should know because I bet on them like two or three times with teams playing them with spreads of like 30 and they were cashing easily. Um, not a good football program. Has not been a good football program for a while. But Deion Sanders has been catching a little bit of flat uh, for his decision to go to Colorado. And a lot of people have different viewpoints on it. I have my viewpoints on it i don't know we haven't really discussed it offline mm-hmm. but i'm sure we'll have a riveting conversation about it so i'll open the floor to uh you guys and then i'll give my take on it so uh um, what do you, what um, do you think you want to so, go first yeah All sure right, um so really what i gotta say about prime i love everything that he's done and i love everything that he's doing um <laughs> i think the best part about this is that he literally had a press conference with colorado like not even like a couple of days after he announced that he was going there, it was like two days. Yeah, <laughs> say yeah, I got a whole bag of Louis with coming coming with me, like bringing my bags with me. Yeah, you know, you know I'm saying Gucci, Prada, like, all of them. Like literally, like, and, and I fuck with that because it's rare that we see nepotism work in a way for for black people. So I I, I literally I, I'm like yo, prime like I, I, I yo, fuck with that absolutely. The end of the conference where he goes, any questions? Yep, the quarterback coming. 
Yep, <laughs> like, yep, the quarterback coming. And that's a fact, bro, because, like, why wouldn't you if you got the power of prime time to put your son on, bro, in the Pac-12 yeah. conference? And the thing is, it's not like his son is good. Yes. Like, that's the best part. It's not like nepotism and, like, all right, he don't right. deserve this. Right, but The door is valid. John. Question, and that, question. And that's, wait. Okay, no, you hold, hold, hold a question, oh, John, but I'm end. glad you said that because – it's not like he's bringing trash with him. He's bring. Yeah. He's like this is this is somebody that was two time swag, um, coach of the year in 2021 and 2022. Like he led these guys to an undefeated season. So these guys are good. These guys know how to win. He these guys a are bunch just of five stars to a program that hasn't had probably above threes forever. Yeah, right. All four fucking uh Josh McCown's son to go into the transfer portal. Fuck with it. All good. Yeah, his, yeah. Josh McCown's son. No, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's right. what I was, I was. I was gonna bring. That oh, you was gonna bring that up? Okay, all right. Sorry. Well, that was that wasn't the point, but I what the that point was I was gonna bring. But that, that was one okay. thing I was gonna bring up. Josh all right. McCown's son. Um, McCown. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was one. He was one of the quarterbacks on the team. On Colorado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's very, um, very, very funny. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have a problem with you know um the way that he left and why he left and whatever. But as a black person, you know. You may need whatever platform that you need to get to the next level, um, but also, it's it, it's not every day that people get these opportunities to go coach in these Power Five conferences mm-hmm. and get the opportunity to do it the way that they want to on their own terms, where the where the where the the program needs them more than they need the program. Dion is already proven; he's already won Coach of the Year. He's already ha- he he already has won a national championship with you know within the the SWAT conference and being the best team in that in that SWAT conference you know what I'm saying yeah conference championship conference conference championship yeah. sorry not national championship conference championship championship but oh I, I I love everything about this man because he's a black person with the amount of swagger the amount of you know um fortitude that he has and he carries such a name where he's invading these white spaces doing exactly what the fuck he's supposed to be and doing he backs it up and, and that's that. That's how I feel about it. Like he really is out here, like doing the good work. And I, for the people that don't have anything positive to say about it, I just don't understand why. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, I honestly don't have an issue with what he's doing with Colorado. I don't have an issue, like, because they're a bad football program. So for him to come in and sit here and be like, "Listen, if y'all want to go." Go now because I'm bringing people with me. They talk about all the, the the people that decommitted from Jackson State after he did that, right? Mm. Like so, he's bringing people with him to. He was hired to get wins and rebuild that program, and that's what he's doing. Yep. And that's never a clean process, right? So I don't have an issue with that. Um, I I don't have an issue. The only thing with him that I I didn't like was when he got into it with the other coach. Yeah, um, because literally the coach sat here and he was like, yeah, like he really isn't swag. He really isn't for this. And he was out here saying all these things and mm. being Dion and doing that just to leave. And mind you, at the same time, I don't know if Dion ever sat here and said, like, and like you said, it, it's kind of bad that it's the HBCU. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't I don't know. And maybe he did at some point sit here and say he wanted to compete completely build up HBCU football and do all these things outside of Jackson State. And just bring people like I know in um in uh college basketball I forgot who it was but you had a bigger crew to sit here and go I want to go to HBCU because I'm trying to build yeah. it up right mm-hmm. I don't know if Dion ever said that I don't I feel like if he did it would have been brought up a lot more right now um so I don't think he owes anyone anything he's doing what any other coach would do in any other environment of 
doing well with this team and trying to move on to the next bigger coaching opportunity, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I just didn't like, I didn't like the interaction in general because homie said it where he was like, yeah, I don't like him. I don't need to sit here and hug him and do all of that. I shook his hand on to the next. Like he didn't need to take it. Like he don't need to try and hug me either. Like how many coaches that don't like each other? Dab it up. There's a respect. You, you walk Bill away. Bill Belichick, right. dead ass, just <laughs> barely. Bill, and the thing, and Bill Belichick's an asshole for the fact that if he loses, he'll rush over there. Yeah. And if he wins, he'll take his sweet ass time and do whatever and act like he's. Saban, Saban like that too. But where do you think he learned it from? Right. <laughs> but um, exactly. so so that's my thing. Like I have no, like I said, I have no issues with the way he's interacting with Colorado. He's doing his thing. He's bringing his people. I love the fact that, like you said, this positive nepotism, and he's bringing people who deserve that opportunity Absolutely. to the bigger opportunities Absolutely. that they probably weren't getting before. Um, yeah, I just, I that's the one thing about his coaching tenure that's a lot of bad taste in my mouth is him putting on, saying all these things, like when, like you sit here and be like. I'm I'm the swag now. Even if you sat here and said that, instead of just like you know being Dion in the sense of just like, if I'm not swag, who knows swag? Like you're not, because then you would have just sat here and tried to continue to build it up. And that's fine that you're not, but like that's the one thing I don't like. Other than that, everything else is good. I think it's dope. I think it's great. He's getting another Kashi opportunity. I really see how far it goes, and I hope he gets a revamp program like it seems like he will. Because I mean, we even saw it when um Penny went to go coach Memphis. Mm-hmm. Right, like Memphis was, but at, least, right. but at least Memphis was Penny's alma mater. I, I know, I yeah. know, but um, this this man didn't get a coaching opportunity as alma mater and probably won't unless he builds up, continues to build up his coaching yeah. resume. Yeah. So that is what he's doing. So I can't be mad at him for doing what any anyone else in any other job would do. Yeah. And the fact that we see other coaches do it all the time in this league, I uh, mean, in this sport. So yeah, can't be mad at him for that. So I think. Uh, that that that's uh, so I've grappled and I've talked with a bunch of people about mm-hmm. this too, and it's kind of ironic because I'm actually working on the uh, right now at work the HBCU All Star Game Mexican mm-hmm. Showdown, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird because like you guys said, like we see coaches do this all the time. Like mm-hmm. I remember when Matt Rule left Temple mm-hmm. to go to Baylor, and I'm just sitting here like, going, bro, he was gonna be here. I thought he was gonna be my co- like Temple's coach. For, I remember having classes like, with the football kids, bro. Like, bro, like it was like, and it was such a, it was such a heartbreaker when you've heard the news and like you heard the rumors, right? Like, oh yeah, Matt Rule could be the Baylor coach. Be like, nah, he would never do that to us. Like, he built, you know, it's Broad Street, right? Like, right. But then he leaves, and it's like, oh shit. Then I remember hating, hating crazy on Baylor the very next year. Yeah, but then you like get a over. couple years. And then... Yeah, but then you understand because you see other, other, other guys within the conference. So like people use the AAC as a stepping stone to get to higher places. Right. We see it all the time in, in, in college football. It's fine. I'm, I, I was so excited when Willie Taggart left USF to go, um, I think it was to Oregon, or yeah. one of the one of the big five, right. uh, power five schools. I'm like, all right, it's great. Finally seeing a black head coach, which now Dion is, because we don't have a lot of those in power five yeah. um, you know, conferences. So it's cool there. I think here's where the, I guess my kind of, I don't even know how to really put it, but it's... Like I was kind of telling you guys offline, we've never seen anybody use an HBCU as a springboard mm-hmm. to up their coaching uh, acumen. And mind you, Dion had said bef- way before he never wanted to be somebody's assistant. He didn't want to go that route to get a coaching job. So the only probably the was, only yeah. the only place that was going to let him be a head coach with zero coaching, coaching experience experience at yeah. that level. Shout out Jeff Saturday. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing people bring that up, like, "Oh, what about Jeff Saturday, bro?" We were sitting up here eviscerating the Colts for like days on end, and it happened yep. years after Dion. Yeah, like, like we were we were killing the Colts. Like, why would you hire a guy with no experience, right? Um, so Jackson State gave him that opportunity. 
And, you know, to, to John's point, a lot of people, when he did first come in, he was kind of doing this like bravado type, oh yeah, I'm swag, I want to build up the HBCUs, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not gonna and not take anything away from uh him. He did a tremendous work at Jackson State. Like yeah, he made he them did. into a powerhouse. And it's a it's a it's a shame, and this is a top like a bigger conversation. It's a shame that the HBCUs don't get to participate in the FCS playoff uh tournament. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense to me either. Um like I said, it's a, it's a bigger conversation mm -hmm. too, right. um, because they would really be put on the map, and I think that's what he did. He put Jackson State on the map, and I think a lot of people were kind of confusing that with, oh, he did such great work with HBCUs. No, not really, because he everybody knows Jackson State now, right? But let me ask you a question: How many schools from the SWAT can you name off the top of your head right now? None. None, right? But I can only because that's it's kind of my job, and like I'm very into the sports thing, but. If I were to ask somebody, yo, what did he do for the swag? If you can't tell me more than Jackson State, if I tell you, yo, what, what, uh, it, Grambling, Southern, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, right? Okay, Florida and I did know some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you knew it, but you didn't yeah, know yeah, if you had that they yeah. were swag, right? Exactly. And to a lesser, to a, I guess, lesser extent, the MEAC, right? The other HBCU yep. conference, which has less schools, but still HBCU. So what did he really do for them? Yeah, they got like maybe one or two games on ESPN. That's cool. Yeah, where well, they got blown out by Jackson State. Where they got blown out by <laughs> right. Jackson State, right? Yeah. So, like, in a nutshell, he did tremendous work for Jackson State, the community, the school, did, got these facilities and things like that. I do, I did just see today, there was, like, this article that said, like, Jackson State was kind of mis misusing funds, which I kind of want to dig into deeper, like, when right. offline. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, like, it's, it's, and I, and to the point is, I feel like HBCU athletics are way different than let's say other athletics right because let's be honest football is an afterthought at hbcus because what's the main attraction at those games the band right the band the fraternities the, the tailgating etc etc oh, oh and yeah there's a football game happening as well Dancers. so yeah the majorettes things like that so for somebody to come in and kind of use them for their own selfish gains and again this is, he's not doing anything that everybody else hasn't done. We're not shaming him. Outside for, of football. This is a regular thing yeah, to do to It's job. a regular thing. Like, I think where people are upset about, and a lot of the HBCU community is upset about, mm -hmm. is because he came in saying one thing. He when they, And then, when they went against him, they were like, yo, he may not be swack. And he was, and he pushed back and was like, no, I am. Like, it is what it is. Then he ends up leaving. Mind you, he did do a 60-minute interview, I think, last year or two years ago that said, yo, if a... Power five school calls. I'm gonna entertain the offers. So it's not like he just pulled the yeah, rug out of another. Right. He kind of gave hints to everybody, mm -hmm. but it's still just kind of like a damn. Like you really have to do us like that type of thing. Which I so I understand why people yeah. are yeah. upset now to call him a sellout. Yeah, that, that's, that's just absolutely. Yeah. Wrong. He did everything that, for that school that he, he said exactly. he would do for that school. He did not yep. turn his black. He did not turn his back on black people. Yep. <laughs> like, like, let's, At all. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> let's not even not entertain. That. Like, let's not even entertain that narrative. Come bro. on, guys. Like, it's, let's, let's, be, let's be adults about this. He did what every uh, every other coach does. Use a smaller school to get a bigger opportunity. Yeah. It's just a little bit sour because you never ever see it happen at an HBCU, and HBCUs are very family and community oriented because that's what we have you know black people community etc cetera, etc cetera. so when somebody is coming in and their main focus isn't maybe the community or anything like that but it's mostly athletics that might put up a you know a few red flags to some people so i, I definitely understand mm -hmm. where some people are coming from in terms of like why they feel a little bit betrayed yeah but it, it's 
He did everything for that school. Yeah. That he said he was gonna do. He fulfilled and he played. He, he played out the season. And, did, went to the swag and championship. And the thing is, like oh. he, it's, if it's any scenario, like you said, like he wasn't gonna get a job anywhere else. He took the place that all that gave him the best offer, right? Mm -hmm. Did that, and then is moving on to the next best place. And I feel like it's it's obviously the HPC thing, but I think the other thing is that this is the first time he's doing it. He leaves Colorado, goes to another program. No one's gonna say anything. You know, no one can. is going to say anything. It's not only is it at HBCU, but it's the first school that he coached at. Like, it's whatever. Imagine they did bad and he left. No one would care. And if they all, were mid and he left. Yeah. All right, whatever. Mm. He literally led them to two consecutive 10 exactly. seasons followed by an undefeated season. So for anyone in any field, if you do well at your job to where you hit your cap, what do you do? You try and move on to the next thing. Yep. Can't be mad at someone for that. And like I was saying, nepotism, yeah, man. He's I don't bringing, think he he's bringing yeah. all, like, just about all his staff. So, I mean, how how often do you see, and it's rare you see a lot of black people on the coaching staff in FBS. Mm -hmm. His staff is really about to be, like, the blackest staff ever. Yeah, in just, fucking Colorado. Yeah, I would say ironic that it's in Colorado. Um, but, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's it's something that you want. Imagine all them Colorado players transferred to Jackson State. This should be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Right. Um, but, I'll, oh, this was what my point was, what, what, uh, but Miles saying like bringing other players. My only concern though, right? Because these guys were playing FCS and a majority of their games were against other HBCUs. That talent gap. But he's not bringing all of them. He's not bringing all of them. He's bringing, I know. He's bringing but, a high recruits, which would have got recruited to conferences like that. Yeah. You know. So my my only my that's my that's my only worry. I know they're not going to be trash, but I just hope that they're people's expectations aren't like oh yeah they should be I'll this, say this. Let's put because it, they've been playing on. this Let's type of competition can I make one point i've um i've seen a lot of things and a lot of, like about college football players and like nfl players talking about this too where they're just like the biggest talent gap in college is the lineman uh he said offensive that line or defense it's the, period oh, because okay. it's usually the size mm. they're like the skill positions at whatever level of college they're like it's very comparable so they're like even through they're like keep the lineman if the lineman they play good and just bring in all skill positions. That's the difference. Everything I've seen from people who are in it at multiple levels who have played against whatever it is, they're all like, it's really the skill positions. It doesn't matter if you can play, you can play. Period. It's just the physical size that you'll get at those higher level programs, and that's usually more relevant for linemen. Outside of that, it's fair game. Yeah. And um, quarterback play because quarterback obviously is be the most important. But is, in college, you know. If Dion can't coach these dudes to be better than one in eleven this season, then I don't know. What I would say the, the, fuck. the bar is the floor. The bar you can't, is low. Can't like, and trust me, he knows that too. He oh yeah, knows that too. Like, you know, this first season it might be a little bit of adjustment, but after a couple, where he actually builds a culture that's there, and uh, he knows I what wish the fuck Temple is going offered on. him. He would have took it. Not that he would have took it, but it would have been dope. Nah, because Temple got. I wish. I wish Rule went back to Temple. That would be great. If they didn't just hire uh, Drayton, right. Temple would have given him a blank but check, he, but but I I'm I don't lie. think you Matt know, Rule will take that. You know you, you know think, he you can't go he can't go backwards. He can't go bro. all the way down. He can't go backwards. No, I'm happy you went to the. But big there's guys that go backwards all the time in in, in college football. Well, I mean, Lovey Smith, like Lo Lovey Smith is probably like the like uh, the the first example that comes to mind. But nah, Matt Rule, like I'm telling you, when you start with, like I don't even know. I know because he went he went AAC to now he went Big Twelve. Now, now he's, he's in Big, big Ten. Well, NFL and Big Ten, but yeah, facts. You big, never see, even if someone has a terrible NFL thing, you don't see them drop all the way back to AAC. And, and again, good. this is these are three people 
who understand that the AAC is poorly represented all the time and shouldn't just be looked at as a stepping stone because they put out really good players. And Matt Rule is smart because he didn't go to the and he didn't go to the uh, the Big Ten division where. Um, Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, he went to the trash one. He, he went, went to the small one, so he don't got to see them niggas in the Big Ten Championship. He's smart. He's smart. I can't be. I can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying you got to think about these things. And you know, even Deion Sanders going to Colorado is smart. It's just. It's the. It's the floor, bro. It's the floor. I will say though, I did. It was a little kind like the way he was going about it though, was a little like. Eh, why are you doing this? Like, it felt like he was kind of throwing it in people's faces. Like, yeah, I'm going to go while the season was still going on. And it's like, all right, bro. Like, I feel like most college coaches do announce, though, that they're, that, that they're going to take jobs elsewhere. But they'd be like, oh, I'm still going to coach the bowl game. No, no, not. I mean, like, midseason. Because, like, the rumors of Dion leaving to go to, like, Colorado were, like, like, a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Like, so they were still mid-season before, right. like, the bowl stuff happened, and everybody was like, yo, where is he going? Like, that's when all, like, the interviews kind of first started popping up. Um, and, like, for him to take Colorado, like, all right, like, yeah. I get that's the only one that's probably going to offer you. Like, if he went to if he went straight to, like, Florida State, I'd have been like, you know what? F it. Like, that's your alma mater. You can go wherever. Like, you yeah, right. you, you, you can take that job anytime. Dude, I could see him going to the ACC, though, just to bring just just to bring them niggas back. Because think about it. Them niggas is not, like, how they used to be. Look, all it takes is... Two like two or three good years at Colorado. You turn that around. You make them bowl eligible in two years, and Florida State is kind of trash yeah, for two years. I you know, agree. They will. They, they'll, they'll offer the Brinks truck. I agree. So I agree. You know, I'm right here with you, son. I will say, HBCU though, you guys got to do better. You got to make your schools eligible to play in the champ in the FC, FCS playoffs because that's the only way you're going to be able to get more exposure your teams that's more money you know like yeah jackson state being relevant was cool but that doesn't really help the entire conference like that you know like you need people to to see your teams you know hbcu basketball teams get to play in the ncaa tournament they have to play in the nit we yeah why don't why can't they play i do not know i've been trying to figure that out it's the swag the miac and the ivy league are the only fcs conferences for football that do not let their teams participate in the FCS, FCS playoffs. Um, I feel bad for whoever has to take this Jackson State job. Yeah, because it's just you just falling short tough. every time. But yeah, you know, shit happens. Let me ask you. Oh, I, I saw this. Uh, somebody made an interesting tweet, and they said a lot of people are swack because they can't. They're not good enough to be FBS. That was that was Dion so proven otherwise, and I that's mean, why I can't be mad at him. I, I, no, but I'm saying like in general, like the coaches that are like oh, that are yeah. like like kind of upset at Dion for like you know pulling the cover over their eyes and stuff like that. It's like oh, you guys are basically just like you guys are haters because you you're not good enough to get a better job. Right. So you have to buy into the whole we are swack you know type thing, which I kind of get, but also feels a little like nasty at the same time. You know, haters gonna hate, bro. That's, that's <laughs> all it is. Hate is gonna hate. It is what it is. Um, I don't know. I, I hate that as black people, and this is more so a phil- philosophical conversation. When black people are doing better, or black people are doing more, or black people are doing something, yeah, you know that's advancing us. We always try to criticize that. We always try, try to, to find a fault in right and what he's doing. And I think, and, I, and I think that's exact. And I think that's exactly what's going on with Dion right now. I think. People are trying to make it seem like him leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado is a bad thing. And I'm I'm here to tell y'all that it's not a bad thing. I think it's mm. a great thing. 
I think it's a better thing that, yo, he's putting more black athletes in a position to succeed, more black athletes to go into the NFL. And, you know, a father that's doing something for for his sons, both of his sons, you know, to put them in a better position to get drafted. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, Deion could do whatever the fuck that he wanted at Jackson State. You know what I'm saying? Are, 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 are NFL teams going to look at the SWAC first or they're going to look at the Pac-12 before that? We both know. We all know, yeah, the, we answer. know the answer to that. We know the answer. That's why the HBCU's got to have their own, uh, what do you call it, all-star game. Yeah. And last year, like, and you know what's crazy about this shit, too? It's like, you know, only 18, scout, only 18 teams sent scouts last year. There are not only 18 teams in the NFL. Right, but every scout, every NFL team sends scouts to the Reese's game. Right, every you every say Reese's like you're from New York, like I, how you're supposed to say Reese's. Tomato, tomato, John. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like you, you can probably count on maybe like, eh, like two hands. Actually, no, that's not true because I actually have to do this work. I have to find out how many HBCU alums are in the NFL right now. Uh, random, the punter for the Giants. <laughs> Went to an HBCU. Yeah. He is white. He did. The Irish, Scott, Scottish him or Irish? I forgot him? what his name was. Uh, Scottish. Riley, no. 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 What's his name? Uh, Gillen. Something Gillen. That sounds Irish. Um, Jamie Gillen. Jamie Gillen. Gillen. Yep. Yeah. Jamie Gillen. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did go to HBCU. <laughs> Nigga yeah. had no idea he, it was an HBCU. He thought that was the sponsor. That's <laughs> He thought hilarious. Arkansas Pine Bluff was sponsored by something called HBCU. That's hilarious. Wow. Gotta love it. Yeah. White, no white. Seeing white dudes at HBCU school is hilarious. It's all good. I wonder if she, you know, is a part of any gangs. Any gangs? <laughs> nah, could you imagine? This fucking, nigga? what the fuck is the Irish shit? The Irish jig? No, the fucking there's the Irish. <laughs> the, gang. Irish the Irish jig. <laughs> the Irish gang. Peaky oh, blinders. Fight against, oh, no. Peaky <laughs> blinders. The IRA. IRA. The IRA. Yeah, Irish <laughs> revolution. Ira? From Staten Island? Ira from Staten Island. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Now time to get to the professionals. Irish yes. Republican Army. Oh, no. They, they fought against, like, England. It doesn't. I don't like, like they the were, sound of that. They sound no, like they don't no. like me. <laughs> you know, the Republicans free to sleep. <laughs> All right, Abra Dolph Linkler. Calm down. Thanks. Do you want to just go into the Ravens, John? Because um, the only thing I'm really going to say about the Ravens um, is Greg Roman needs to take a lot more of the blame of what is going on. Mm. We, um, we did speak about this this yeah, weekend. I don't know why the, the real issue with the Ravens is the offensive coordinator. Yes, they need more talent and wide receiver, but they, they we're not going to sit here and say that Devin DuVernay isn't a solid wide receiver. DeMarcus Charles is putting up good numbers. The scheming is just fucking terrible. Um, DuVernay is solid three. And again, so then if, if he is your best receiver right now, why aren't you trying to get him the ball more? Good question. Right? Um, and Lamar getting hurt this Sunday. And, you know, they're saying it's PTL sprain one through three weeks. I really hope he's back sooner because, you know, we need him. But if we don't need to rush him, you know, we have a soft spot on our schedule. We'll see what happens. Tyler Huntley is a very serviceable backup quarterback. What is um, I think he's I think he's better than a lot of starters. Um, I tired of the narrative of Lamar's play style can't be upheld Lamar's gonna get hurt because of how he plays and all of these things because that's not the case and both times and we can talk about the wear and tear and all this shit both last season and this season it wasn't Lamar doing Lamar things that got him hurt right it wasn't he got sacked both times right last year was our offensive line was absolutely atrocious right 
it's not Lamar's play style. It's the way that Greg Roman makes Lamar play mm -hmm. that is dangerous. Mm -hmm. That is bad for his body. I see that. Because he can do more than what the offense is letting him do. And it's really handcuffing him into this. And it's, as a fan, I'm in a difficult situation simply because I sit here and go, Lamar Jackson needs to be our quarterback of the future. It, I would be in an outrage if we let him walk. Um, but at the same time, if you wanted to leave, I wouldn't blame him. Because as of right now, with Greg Roman, after those first two years, they didn't do things to really help him. And he needs, the thing is, Lamar's not the type of guy. You know, it's seeming like Greg Roman's going to leave. Fingers crossed he does. Honestly, double cross that they fire him. It's not going to happen. Um, but, like, Lamar needs to be someone that goes, Greg's got to go, and you need to give me talent at wide receiver. The same way he said, y'all need to fix the offensive line, and they did that. But he's too nice to go, Greg got to go. Yep. This is what I need. He's too respectful to a fault here of where he's like, listen, I'm just really grateful to be in this position, but he needs to come out here and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll make the best of whatever I got, but he needs to out, come out here and say, you need to do better for me. Right. You need to give me more because it's the same shit with like Jason Kidd even saying fucking Luca's use, usage rate is not sustainable. Like it's not oh, the Ravens. Like, they just can't do these things. It's they're not because you saw... Think, how many times did Tyler Huntley throw the ball when he came in? So it's not like they can't right. do it. They're just not calling the plays because they're just relying on Lamar doing Lamar things yep. instead of putting him in a position to succeed and then letting him be great. Yep. So it's, it just, just stop trying to sit here and make it seem like Lamar is not going to be a successful long-term quarterback because of Lamar Jackson. No. Fair enough. It's not the way he plays. It's the way they're making him play. Mm. All right. Thanks. Um, and I'm also just stressed as to how long it's going to be out, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully it's just one to two, one, one three weeks. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. I hope so. Um, yeah, my team tied this week. That was interesting. Um, I've never seen my team tie in ever, so this is this was new. This was a game that we should have won. Um, I'm actually going to Giants Commanders next week in DC, so that should be fun. Um, and yeah, I, I there was a lot of shit going on in this game. We were down. We, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, the Commanders got to play back-to-back -back games against the Giants. That's that's weird. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it's, it's not that's not good. Um, but um, yeah. Daniel Jones. They, they actually flexed the game to sat to Sunday night. So next Sunday night is gonna be Giants Commanders. Um, and Daniel Jones has never won a primetime game, so that's gonna be fun. Um, but going back to this this particular game, this is a game that we absolutely should have won. I mean, we lost on a on a missed field goal at the end. I mean, nobody's mad at Graham Gano for missing a 58 yarder. That's that that's tough, um, unless you're Justin Tucker before John gets it out before me. Um, and honestly, this was a game that yo know, we started down 10 nothing. We came back. We tied the game. We were up 20 to 13, but we just kept stalling out in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter on drives. Can't win games like that. Um, Daniel Jones, it's. I don't I can't really put this this game on Danny. I just think the play calling man just a little too conservative. Um, Dayball had to address that this week, but um, yeah, it's tough when you just don't got the pieces to do certain things. It, it, it's gonna be tough to to maneuver that. Um, but I, I I'll take a tie. It doesn't hurt us, but it definitely doesn't help us like in the slightest. 
especially when we got to go and play the Eagles at home next week. The Eagles that just put just fucking 30 pieces of the Titans with A.J. Brown doing doing what he does in his yeah, fucking revenge game. So fucking Fucking Devontae Smith doing what he's doing. Jalen Hurts putting up an MVP campaign season. It's going to be tough. Um, and... Yeah, that was a game that we absolutely needed to win if we got if we had our playoff if we, in order to keep our playoff contentions alive. But yeah, um, that's all I got with these guys, man. These is a frustrating week of football, even though we didn't lose, but we damn sure didn't win. Damn sure didn't win. So. Shout out the uh, Washington Commanders plus three and a half. Um, yeah, in terms of the Jets, you know what? You know, I don't really like moral losses like that, moral victories. But hey, that's a good, that's a good loss. That's an un, that's an acceptable loss. I don't know. Uh, I think y'all should have beat them. I I, I think we were the best. I think we were the better team all, all all game. But I'm not gonna go into that game saying like, oh yeah, we should have won. You know, I didn't pencil. I didn't put that down in, in sharpie. Like, oh yeah, like I know I, I picked them in the. What was it? A raceable pen? It was a raceable pen. Yeah, raceable sharpie, raceable marker, magic marker. I'm darker. Um. Yeah, I thought Mike White played pretty well at that first interception. I mean, bam, bounce off the receivers. Bounce off the receiver. What are you going to do? Second interception, obviously, he's trying to make a play at the end of the game. But, I mean, he was fitting balls, paws, into some tight spaces. Indeed. Like, the, his 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 throw to Corey Davis, which I thought he was going to take to the house when we were going to win. I mean, look at the slow-mo on that. It was, like, like this much space. Like it was, it was a phenomenal throw. All game, he was making good throws. Uh, the running game wasn't as prevalent, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Mike White going over 300 yards for the second straight week. Uh, it just came down to, yo, know, they were one for five in the red zone. Can't, yeah, that can't happen. That like, you got uh, you got to finish drives. Uh, you finish off one of those drives, and look, that, that that's a win. Held Justin Jefferson in check, even though he did have, you know, the touchdown in the game. He only had, like, 40-something yards. You take that touchdown out the game. I mean, you can't yeah, obviously take the You can't take it out the game, but, but like... Four, four, four receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown out of Justin Jefferson. Y'all can take yeah. him. Like, I, and I, he, he came up big. He's Big-time receivers make big-time plays. He caught the, you know, the basically the, the game-winning touchdown. Uh, so, shout-out to him. But, yo, Jets secondary held their own. Uh, if it wasn't for them, you know, some... That, that that turnover in the beginning, defense had a few laps. But other than that, I thought it was solid. Quinn Williams continues to be an absolute beast. C.J. Mosley continues to play well. So, just one of those games. Uh, Quinn gets an All-Pro this year? He has he, he better. I mean, oh, Quinnen? Mm-hmm. He better. It's a lot of dudes that's playing very well in the interior right but, now, I mean, my but, boy. No, nah, I know, but that I mean, Quinnen is anchoring y'all defense right now, so I, I would give him, I would give it to him before I give it to Dex. I think it's like, it's him, Dex, and Chris Jones that are having like the three best. I know, Chris Jones like, is going crazy. He's going, he's, he's <laughs> hey, a madman. You know man. why? He's fucking started eating well. He's just like, yeah, I just usually eat whatever I want and do whatever. This man started taking care of his body and is like, yeah, I feel great. Isn't it scary when, like, dudes don't actually give a shit and are What's good? And then when they start giving like? a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, nah, it, 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 just, just just defense is, not to say it's generational, because we're not there yet. I mean, because I look at the Niners defense, and definitely, that is def- a— It's definitely Super, super Bowl worthy. It is Super Bowl worthy, and we're going to have we're gonna have Pro Bowlers on, on all three levels, yeah. which I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time the Jets— I, I honestly can't remember the last time the Jets had Pro Bowlers on all three levels. Yep. Because we're going to get at least one in the secondary. We should have two because DJ, I don't think DJ Reed gets enough uh, credit for how good he is. He sh- he was the one that actually shadowed Jefferson most of the game because we don't have Sauce Travel. Um, Which, so I mean, I get it, but I don't know. If you're playing against a top receiver, I want him traveling. 
but that's how that's how good DJ is. Right. DJ Reed has been playing well. That, no, that, and that's really fine, good. and that's yeah. fine. But like scheme stuff, I get it. But at the end of the day, if I know I got someone who's great in one on one, and they have one of a top, I'll say top ten mm-hmm. in general. Not he's he's higher than ten. Yeah. If I'm playing against a top ten wide receiver, maybe seven. I want my top guy with him, I especially guess. especially if it's a passing attack that we're playing against. When when, so, when Sauce was on on Jefferson though, like he did have a lot of good possession. Yeah, that's what, but that's it's the same yeah, shit. Like, I understand what you're saying. I'm, it's the other end of where like how many times we sit here and Jair is like, why am I not guarding the best wide receiver at the end of games? That's how. Yeah, well, I saw him guard the best wide receiver at the end of a game. Uh, in that uh, was it that Bills game, and he got torched, <laughs> and the game was over. Uh, Jair trash. Um, True. But, you know, I, I get what you're True. saying, John. Trash? I think maybe no. he's not trash. <laughs> yes. He's not, he's not better than Sauce. I mean, right right now, he's not. Whoever not, not, right not better than Sauce is trash. Right. Right. Oh, Sauce so, so is about to be all pro this season. So he better be. just tells you, like, I was, how I was thinking about. Going. I was thinking about who, like, I feel the top corners are right now. It's probably going to be him. The 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 other rookie on Seattle. Seattle that, uh, that, Tariq Willen. Tariq Willen. No, no, he's playing well. Marlon. I'm about to say, Marlon having a great bounce back season. Um, so definitely not Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey gonna be all pro though. Sheesh. He better not. I mean, he better not. I mean, not he all pro. He gonna be a pro bowler. He pro bowler. That's what I'm saying. He gonna be a pro bowler though. But yeah, just uh, off the train. I finally been fucking telling y'all. Marlon had one down year where he was the only cornerback, and everyone was stopped taking the argument serious. They dropped him back in the top 100 rankings. Crazy after last night. Right, Marlon is him. We knew that though. Sorry. We we watch football. Well, I watch yeah. football for real. So yeah, you know, I just work. I feel like there's one other cornerback I was thinking of. One of the cornerback? Yeah. He's probably white. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But, uh, but yeah, Jets, they'll be fine. Big game against uh, Buffalo coming up. Um, so, we'll see We'll see how it is. Do you guys know the uh, the Caleb Pressy Sunday conversation interviews from Barstool? Uh, the dude with the long hair and the mustache and it's the fat dude eating ice cream? I do not All right, consume they're... Barstool content. That's yeah. the only... I didn't know it was Barstool at first. I just mm. see them, and that's the only thing that I like. Because it's it's just fucking great. But he did one with um Sean McVay mm. and asked him, he goes, Why aren't there any white corners? And you could just see how uncomfortable it's making him. Hey man. Well it's time. Welcome back everybody. It's week 14. We dwindling down to the last few weeks of the NFL season. Shit. After this week, we only really got three or four more weeks. Um yeah, all oh, the music was just under transition. I was like, wait, stop. I turned my phone volume up thinking that shit was going to turn up. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I'm not going to lie. I might have had the worst primetime picks week ever last week. I went 1-4-1 oh. and one last week. And on a week where the, everybody else went 4-1-1 one and one nah. on some shit. This looks disgusting. Like, the, like these these standings <laughs> looks, look crazy right now. So, right now in first place, Justin is 27-14-1. Followed by John and Matt, 23, 18 and 1, and then this me, 22, 19 and 1. I gave up my it Smells place. like bitch in here. Yeah, yeah. Can we well, just like I'll add l- that one as a win for everyone, the tie? No, because it's a tie. <laughs> that's not that's not how this works, Jonathan. Um But we'll get right into it. Um, yeah. We got the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you take you tell me. You tell me. I'm with the Bills, man. Can we go for the Jets fan first? How do you feel about your team coming in against the Bills right now? I feel more confident 
going in now than with uh, if Zach Wilson was there. Uh, even though Zach Wilson did lead us to, uh, he didn't lead us, but Where he was the quarterback. Game? It's in Buffalo. Oh, That's what I'm saying. He was the quarterback, but the game was in mm. New York. So, you know what? I'll ride with the Jets, you know, just because the hometown team do, a, you know, but I have reservations. But Bills did just lose Von Miller for the season, so. That's huge. Yep, and that's that's a, like. an injured defense continues to have holes. So, bills aren't bills aren't untouchable like they were the first seven weeks of the season. So, anything is possible. And that's why to me the um, Bengals are the number two team in the AFC. Yeah. Mm. Because the Bills had holes even when he was playing, and now without him, it's a lot more holes. Mm-hmm. Um. Ah, all right. I'm going with the Bills, but. I really hope the Jets win. Fair enough. This is this is one that if I lose this in the standings, I'm not going to be mad about because I hope the Jets win. It's just division shit is weird. I don't see a lot of sweeps happening, um, and them being in Buffalo. Matty Bullock. Sorry. You know, Justin, I also have a reservation for a 1 p.m. Buffalo Bills win this week. I thought you were going to go with like uh, I I thought you were going to do something with Buffalo wings. I thought you were going to do something about the wagon. Come on, Matt. Boo. These next couple Bills. are interesting because we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Louder. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it's very interesting uh, from the sole purpose of early in the season, the Lions should have beat the Vikings because they were up 14 points in Minnesota and blew that game. Dan Campbell also had a very questionable call late in that game uh, on fourth down. Uh, then he, I, I think he settled for like this long field goal, which ended up setting up the Vikings uh, to kick their eventual game winner. Lions are favored. At yes. least the last time yes. I checked, the That's Lions are favored That's in this fact. game. That's a major fucking red flag to me, bro. I am hammering. I'm hammering Lions money line, baby. I'm not mad at that. I know it's 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, but, but, but. Yo, that Lions offense, they put up points. I'm not mad at it, man. Points. I don't know if the Vikings offense has what it takes to keep up with them. They are writing this wrong. They're going to write the wrong. Give me the Lions. They're going to win. Jeff Okuda did strap Justin Jefferson once this year already. There you go. And Detroit. And that Vikings defense is not it is fucking awful. It, it is god awful. Give me the Jamal I Williams. could throw for 200 yards against that defense. Hey, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what. I can do it, and I can't even <laughs> he throw He don't got right his shoulder. On. His shoulder is falling off the bone. I'll tell you That's what. That's favorite thing to say. <laughs> Literally. Hamstring, I, shoulders, ACLs. I'll tell you what. I'm not taking Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and I'm not taking the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. But give me Jettis, though. Oh! <laughs> give, give me Jettis, though. I'm thinking the Vikings, Je- bro. Jeff Okuda might have things to say about that. Je- oh, we Je- going to re- re- revisit that after this week. Jettis throwing and catching the ball? I ain't going to lie. <laughs> if I come up in here with a Justin Jefferson jersey next week, that's the reason why. got to hit the gritty, too. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> give me Detroit. Detroit. I'm mm. mad at it. It doesn't go <laughs> That's not true because look what happened this week. Miles, I, remember what happened when uh, Miles went? Uh, where'd you go? No, that it was literally happened. Us. It was three other games. Like, y'all, like <laughs> I picked the um, who who played? I picked the Vikings last week, and then y'all picked the Jets for the rest of the for the rest of that. And then yeah, I, I struck out the rest of the week. Whatever, fine. Um, <laughs> Browns at be- what? Week. Fucking week three, Lions Vikings. What do you think Jetta's line was? 
It wasn't good. I know that. Give it me wasn't. give me yards. John, I, can we pick can we pick the games, please? This is crazy how he was rushing me earlier right. last segment. Three, you know three, three receptions, 14 yards. Ew. Yeah, that's not happening again. That's like you, you, if you think that if you willing to bet that that's gonna happen again, then you're crazy. I'm not gonna say that's not happening again, but I don't think he's gonna have a Jettas game. All right, watch. John said bet the under on Jettas yards. Real shit. That's what John said. Under 72 and a half. And you didn't hear it here first, because I do not co-sign that whatsoever. <laughs> Anyways, we got the Browns and Bengals. I already know how this about how this one about to go. I told everybody that, that yo, the Browns is about to go find a way to win this game, and I'm still rocking with that. Yuck. Give me Deshaun. Give me uh yeah, yeah. Huh? Nasty. Oh my god. Um <laughs> and yeah, that that defense, that special teams, they did their thing last week. I got I, I can't I can't not pick them after after that. And the Bengals had too good of a win last last week. I don't know. We gonna see, man. They they they're so weak to weak to me. So give me give me the Browns. Ain't they on a five game winning streak right now? How are these niggas week to week? They're so weak. They're week to week. They be playing inconsistently good and inconsistently not good. And some of those games that they won, they did not play the best that they probably should have. They played the best that they played in all five of those games last week against the Chiefs. Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. Nobody. Ain't no way. Deshaun Nasty Man Watson is going up into Cincinnati, Ohio. His second game in the season and getting a win. When that offense looked putrid, he looked putrid. I don't think an extra this week of practice. Nasty song. <laughs> nasty Patty. Here we go. Ain't no way he going into Cincinnati with that team rolling like that. Mr. Mutu, Mr. Matt. You know, I'll get down with the Browns. Wow. Oh my Give God. It. My that son, is... my son, Matt, fucking with the Whoa. upset. We got, we got two nasty niggas on the Whoa. pod. It's crazy. Get down with the brown. I didn't know you were into that type of stuff. Nice. <laughs> nice. Listen. Nice. The Pied Piper of Cleveland. Oh, no. Said I know. <laughs> no, did you see the picture? The comparison picture yo, with him in the suit? I, yo, yo, yo. I'm just, no, I didn't see the picture. Been, but bro, I'm gonna show this you that man shit. had fucking, what was it? He scored less points than he had accusers. Wow. Yes. The Bengals are going to cook him. I think he had less receptions than the accusers, too. Listen, that's it, period. They're not. I think was it, it might have been completions, actually. Yeah. It might have been completions. Did, he did not have 20 plus. Yeah, that's that's the picture. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm showing John. John didn't see it. John didn't see it. <laughs> that was intentional. He knew what he was doing. This, this. <laughs> step, step. You are. Side you are. Side. Yeah, Bengals all day. Joe Shiesty. I hate that they're in our division, bro, because I really like them. I just Joe want Shiesty. the best for T. Higgins. Honestly. Me too. He's on my fantasy team. I just, he needed to be a raven. There's tons of wide receivers that we should have drafted. All right. That's last two games, we got the Dolphins at the Chargers. Give me the Dolphins, man. Bounce back game for them. They had a tough one in uh, at Levi Stadium last week, but mm -hmm. they're going to bounce right back. Take the over. Take the, the over. Yeah. I mean, how healthy is the Chargers? It doesn't right. matter. Take the over. Chargers put up points. <laughs> they put up points. Uh, but I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, bounce back game. Chargers are reeling right now. I think this would be a huge loss for them. Um, they're currently six and six. They lose this. They lose a lot of momentum, especially with the, how tight that wild card race is right now. This game helps the Jets immensely. 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 And I don't even know who I want to root for because both teams are battling it out for us with the uh, no. You want the wild card. You, you want the Dolphins to win because the Dolphins are gonna make the playoffs. Uh, you never know. Yeah, going to make. Okay. Uh, John, JT. Just JT. Uh, the yeah, bad, John, bad, bad. John, Matt. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. 
Bins. Bins up. Where's the game? It is in Los Angeles. It's at SoFi. So basically, it's going to be a home game for the Dolphins. Yes, exactly. Gut is telling me charges. Well then, pick, pick, pick the charges. Your gut has told you a lot of things tonight. So I, know, I don't my know. Gut has been, it has been <laughs> I don't so know if we can trust your gut tonight, John. You, you're right. Well, we're going charges. Charges. I ain't mad at it. I don't support it, but I ain't mad. Feels at like it. a must win for them. It absolutely is a must win for them. There was a joke to be made with that statement, but I'm not going to. Not on the pod. Right. Um, and last game we got the AJ Brown Revenge Game Eagles at the Daniel Jones We Tie Giants. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Good game. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I mean, I, I hope so. Every game in the division has been good for the NFC East. Honestly, it always I, is. I'm not going to lie. that when it, Giants and Eagles games historically have just never went well in my lifetime. I'm going to, with that said, I'm going to pick the Giants. But I am, I, yeah, I, <laughs> off the strings. I, ha, I have to pick my team. But <sighs> Eagles, man, like, I, I, the Eagles are tough, beatable. It's a, it's a tough ask. I mean, you know, the commanders laid out the formula, but, yep. you know, if the commanders ti- also have a lot more talent on offense. There you go. Exactly. Formula's still exactly. there, though. Like, oh, Eagles are not a superpower. We saw it. They got taken to the wire against the against the Colts. Colts are actively tanking. Right? They, they've they been in some in some, in some some tight ones. Uh, look, even their game against the Texans, for some reason, that was kind of close towards the end. So, I mean, I'm still going Eagles, but it's going to be very, very competitive uh, game. I'd probably take Eagles at like three and a half. E A G L E S Eagles. Mr. Mutu, Mr. Barber. Don't the Giants and Eagles usually split every season? They do. Mm-hmm. Well, so, well, uh, well. Well, actually, no, because uh, there's a 13 game uh, <laughs> winning streak for the Eagles. Uh, oh, really? At one point. Recent. Yeah, that, was, that got snapped a couple seasons ago. Like two seasons ago. I'll but, go with the Eagles. All right, fair enough. I think the Eagles are going to be looking past this team after they just destroyed the Titans. Looking past a divisional game? I Listen, I said what I said. You said what you said. Wow. I'm going with the G-Men. Oh. Mm. It isn't my most confident answer, but I'm, I'm going with it. I hope y'all pull some shit together. Shout out Darius Slayton. He having at least one wild catch each, each of these past, like, four games. Just one, though. Because yeah, he, just one. Because the other one, he, he'll fucking drop. But mm-hmm. whatever. Then he'll make a spectacular one. He'll make the harder catch. Yep. Okay. Precisely. Okay. Um, Yeah, this is this is, this is is a tough week. Another another really good slate of football. Um, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Go Giants. Shout out the Titans for firing their GM after A.J. Brown tore them. <laughs> Not that was hilarious. And they were like, he was the only one in the building that wanted to trade A.J. Brown. And they were like, imagine the head coach goes, don't do this. And they go, yeah, we're going to do this anyway. He goes, uh, I'll take that in consideration and do what I want regardless. It's just funny because on their Twitter account, they posted an interview of him like a day before he got fired. Because that social media team don't be knowing shit. They don't at all. They're talking, um, when I listen to the Ravens podcast, they literally are like, Whenever anything goes down, everyone goes, did you guys know? They're like, no, we find out from Twitter just like you. Pretty much. Um, yeah, it's time for uh, We Weekly. Oh, look, you remember the name of the segment. I did. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't remember it. Not true. Anyway. <laughs> um, Chainsaw Man episode nine was some shit. Chainsaw Man. 
but now I'm pretty sure that's going to be the intro. Is um, you guys hear some reactions to what was going on during this episode? Nah, that shit was crazy. Um, <laughs> that shit was literally ridiculous. We basically just learned a lot about characters this episode. Yeah. That was, I mean, we saw some some solid fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, let's just. I, there's no point in uh, any sort of summary aspect. Let's just um, reactions. Yeah, Ma- reactions. yeah, Makima is like that. <laughs> Makima, she she said what she said. Don't fuck with her, bro. Do not fuck with that woman. She will put you. Oh my god. Many men. Yeah. <laughs> Wish death upon she like me. A fucking pee. Yes, bro. Like, she took seven bullets to the chest, and was still walked off. And still walked off the train. Yo, where's the fifty yen? Yeah. <laughs> She sat here and said, I was attacked. You guys got to go clean up the bodies. Um, I would say the things that I noticed in this episode. Um, Sis who controls a snake only needing to use a fingernail to control a devil that powerful is kind of wild. Um, that reservation's on her, though. Denji getting chop up. This tough. man really thought he could hold a hostage. <laughs> um, again, confirmed, even though we all kind of knew it before. Makama's not human. Nope. But... One thing that I noticed later on is when homie goes to hand in his reserva- uh, resignation and he's like, they're like, oh, how many people are left alive? And he goes, all the humans were killed pretty much. So, right, obviously we know that they work with fiends and stuff like that. But like, for example, what is Makuma? Not human. That's what I'm saying. So what are these... How many other non-humans are there? And what's going on? Maybe she's a fiend, but just on a supernatural level. Right. I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck she is. Uh, Whatever the fuck she is, I don't want to fuck with that. mm Mm-hmm. And, um... And I might need parts. I don't blame you. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, she was really killing them. Like, homie and super crooks. And, uh... And we found out... We found out... Y'all was hating on her. But... Jimena said... She was like, Kobeni has the skills and the, the ability. And we saw them fucking skills and ability. She Glor- was wild. Glorified Rain Man. Um, no, nah, I'm still going to nah, hold her. She's Andrew Wiggins. I'm still going to hold her. She's Andrew Wiggins, and she just joined the Warriors. Like, this is bullshit. Like, she folded crazy in the hotel. Crazy in the hotel. And was willing to, to have Denji die. Because her abilities could have done nothing in the hotel. He could have done something. What? Not do what, what she did. Agreed. Not, not do what she did. Not do but what, what, she did. what could she have done? Uh, something. Everybody, Again, and, everybody was oh, hoping. And, and who did we talk about that all the time? Andrew Wiggins. Damn. Look, Andrew Wiggins props be hitting though, so I can't. I now. Can't, well, why was well, sports betting wasn't legal when he wasn't when he was on the uh, Timberwolves? Listen. I can't speak to that. Listen. <laughs> we all know what he was on the Timberwolves. Fucking trash. He was being held back by a cat. Anyway. And Zach Levine. Anyway. Um, and Ricky Rubio. Anyway. And Chase McLaughlin. Just kidding. Who? <laughs> um, yeah, bro. That. But yeah, now, now she got Rayman abilities. So, all right, cool. She she was able to. No, she just be saw fast. a traumatic incident happen in front of her that changed her perspective on life. We know people who that happened to in real life. She's still trash. I don't know if she's trash. I don't know if she's trash, bro. She 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 seemed pretty like that unreliable, bro. And if you're not reliable, especially in this field, she got fight, if you can't be reliable, the best as a ability hunter. is availability. Thank you, Matt. Listen, Thank all I'm you. saying, all I'm saying yeah, she, is I don't know, again, again, you guys are judging her on one instance. Who was you guys? Fair. Well, him and Matt. Uh, all I can go off of is um, you judged on one instance, and then now the second instance, she did things. 
So she was reliable. So at that point, isn't that even? So she won for two. She's shooting 50% from the field. At that point, isn't that even? From the free throw line. It's not good. Mm. Now it's the free throw line. Free throw Neither line. of those seem like easy scenarios that would be considered a free throw. I make my free throws. Don't speak on. Don't. don't Neither speak of them yourself. seem like well, easy not, scenarios. Those are easy scenarios. Think about what those two people just did to Aki. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That was an easy scenario. Well, she just saw a man I, skilled in front of her. The 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 demon that they didn't know how they were gonna. I will say that everyone else would have died if they didn't have Denji, right? That's the easy scenario. I will say this though. Oh, hold on, hold on. When Aki had to face both of them niggas, right? Old Swordman was at full strength, and Swordman even said after, like before, you know, Makima started doing all the explosions type shit. He was like, "Yo, I'm useless right now. I can't fight." So he was basically just there. So he was literally just doing, I guess, as most basic of basic thing, and it got to the point where he chopped his arm off, bro. Bad. Yeah. But yeah. what was he gonna do? He couldn't do anything. He couldn't. He could. He had no powers. The fucking snake girl, though. That, and that's why I have, my, I, have my, I have my reservations about snake girl too, because like she showed how powerful she was. Like you said, she controlled the snake. Bro, with her she finger. avoided the snake. Nah. You forgot? No, no. Hold the on, snake. Hold, the hold snake on. attacked her. I'm going back to. The, even before yeah. because she was acting kind of scary mind before, you when we first when saw her she the, was like the, the big ghost. bad and now all of a sudden she's like oh shit like when she started seeing people explode she got shook from Makina but we know Makima's top of the food nah. chain Makima's right behind gun devil right now this is true now we know this yes right but if you big and bad you shouldn't be getting shook like right that. behind gun devil now I'm starting to have reservations about the girl okay but all I'm saying those are not easy scenarios and Kobeni showed her she showed both sides so, thoughts on this episode? Man, I ain't gonna lie. Tough. <laughs> it's funny because we see so little of um, of Denji this episode. Like, in right. terms it's of not even like, Chainsaw Man, right? Right, right. This man is not even. This, this, this is like. <laughs> Come by the handle on his head. Bro. Right. He was unconscious for literally ninety yeah. percent of this episode. Chop up. I'm about to say, yeah, that nigga got body. They literally hit him with the fucking. I forgot the nigga name from Naruto that was a samurai nigga that just did the fucking pune and you know came right back. That's like every anime ever. Nah, I mean, yeah, but damn, I can't think of He was a mad niggas got swords. Not Zabuza, right? Not Zabuza. No, he had like it was a it was a katana, not a not a. Can you give me a color? Something white. Wait, is it the light? Wasn't lightning nigga? No, no, it wasn't the lightning. You're not talking about Sasuke's homie. Nah, was it Sasuke's homie? Um, we get to. Katana guy Naruto. Oh, I think that's a good thing to, to do. What do you think? <laughs> this nigga, Mifune. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga. He played a very, very minor role, but that was but that was the thing that yeah. he did before. You could have said, like, I had no idea how to describe it. I got you in one piece. It's yeah. a Brook thing. Right, it was exactly. Little. So, yeah. Um, yeah, cut right the fuck through the niggas. Um, yeah, that was different. But we got to see a lot of everybody else. Got to learn a lot about Makido. And then just sliding. No, that's just... (laughs) That's like the one thing that'd be be irking me a little bit in anime. Because, like, nigga just magically appears. It's not even like he moved fast. He, like, literally disappears behind you. I mean, to be fair, we found out he moved like that before. To where power was like, why would I fight him? I couldn't even track any of his movements. So he's like that. That's true. Good point. But this shit is very enjoyable. I very much so. I, I really do love Chainsaw Man. This shit, this shit is crazy. Yeah, especially when it was some. I don't know if enjoyment was the emotion you felt when people started exploding at first. Oh, bro. <laughs> Mixed bro. emotions. We're bro. in the the part bro. of what is the plot? <laughs> bro, 
Carnage. When niggas, when niggas, when when niggas started fucking getting imploded by Makima, bro. My reaction was, yo, turn, wait, hold on, wait, I gotta pause this shit. Cause what the fuck is going on here? Cause there's no way that she's just out here fucking squeezing niggas to death. Like first time, all right, cool, whatever. Second time, all right, cool. Third, fourth, sixth, fifth, sixth, nah. There's no way that she's just out here like out of pocket like this. And mind you, she's basically it's all basically human sacrifices because that's why she was like, yo. Get me 30 inmates from the local prison right now. 25 years or longer. 25 years or longer. Had them line up, blindfold. Had all white at the top of white. the highest shrine. Had them say a name. And then that so person So my dies. thing is, how did she know the names? Because in my head, she's saying the names of the people, right? On some death note shit. Yes. How did she know the names of the people who were doing these things? That's what I want to know. That's my big question from this episode. It's got to be that this is some sort of like faction of this whole devil hunting government organization that like split off or like they used to work together or something like there's no way that like because uh, i feel like we don't really know who these people are right i don't i don't so think she, she i don't think it's that the, deep man she knows I, think the organization. Just, I think it's just the gun devil is just getting whoever but no he's right about the faction thing because she said i don't think it has to do with the organization though oh you say oh not think, breaking I think, off like i think all those people remember it was regular ass humans who got killed yes those are it was some grunts yes so that's why i don't think it's like that so i want to know like how she found that shit out what oh. kind of intel they got oh, together maybe okay hold on hear me stay with me here mm. remember how we saw the ravens the crows she has the, eyes. Oh, the crows yeah. so maybe it's like that she got crows crows maybe on some crazy mm. like you that's know that's a thought human that's monitoring thought. intel oh, yeah. so she sees the, i'm thinking it was just symbolism yeah, but that's a thought no. I mean, yeah, yeah. See through the eyes, you know, face scan, some shit like that. Also, Matt, don't be afraid to jump in whenever you got something. You don't got to wait, you know, for us to, to ask your thoughts. Go ahead and insert them. Bet. Just insert them? Yeah, whenever. Just like... The, no, no, you have, no, in. Matt, you have to ask first before you insert I'm raising my hand, but you can't see. <laughs> Is that reparations? Uh, <laughs> Matt has to ask? You have to... You have to. We Consent has to be given before you insert yourself here, Thanks. right? Yeah, not insertive. <laughs> Assertive. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was, it was, it was cool. Makima's Makima's tough. Uh, I want to know what the hell is gonna happen to Denji because he is half a person right now. Shit, I mash up. Um, obviously we know he's not dead, but like, still, like, is he just gonna regenerate? Is his, mm -hmm. is his lower half just gonna magically climb to his upper mm -hmm. half? What I, like, thought, I thought I thought what was gonna happen is that all the blood that was circulated around him, I thought he was gonna like yeah. take a lick a sip and then just you know. Yeah, when the dudes exploded around. Exactly, I figured that that yeah. that naturally would be but like. But that's my question: is like, does he regenerate or I, does the body just kind of come back together? I don't. I doesn't, mean, doesn't he need to eat like devil blood to? Or, I don't think it's devil, but just blood. Just blood. It's yeah. blood to regain so, his. So somebody right. has to get sacrificed, right? Yeah, but he, Miles was saying that the people were dying holding him. So like, you know, maybe it's like he needs to actually like drink the blood. Yeah. And yeah. he was just that whole out. time he's unconscious. Like he, yeah. he's not. Moving. But I don't think he regenerates because remember with his um hand, they had to pick up the hand and they sew it back and then it just uh, like uh. accepts it. Um, well, my I, only thought was like, didn't they chop his body up and throw it in the dumpster in that first episode? And like, yeah, when Pochita but, got inside him. That's when like everything but, was kind of like. But Pochita was still alive to like bring all the parts together. Also, they know about Pochita. The faction knows about Pochita because they, they got, said they want Yo, the I'm telling heart. you, Pochita was like one of the most powerful yeah. devils awesome. in the world. There you go. Yeah. My theory it. from last week is holding up. There yeah. you go. Hey, Matt brought up a good point too. How at the end of this episode, we don't know what's happened with Aki. We also know that power ran away. Mm -hmm. um, Howard. Yeah, and then, you know, boom, boom, we yeah. missed fucking 
we, we saw him in a die, bro. It started with the ghost who also got fucked up using the last bit to go pull the ghost. string on uh my son Denji. The box ghost. Yeah, that shit. This was this was an episode, and this is like the epitome of um even when you read a manga, really watching it because Makama killing those people, like that's not the same effect reading, right? And like to be a good manga, like I don't care about action scenes when I read a manga. Right. It's just, it just has to have the plot to carry. And then this times like this, where I sit here and go, yeah, I can, I can't wait to see this animated because that'll be cool. But like just the way they did it, I think was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I'm very, and I like, I like, I like the lighting of the show. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's the very lighting, cool. the score, and everything seems like everybody. I'm invested into what everybody is saying for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when Makima talks, it's almost like you're like hanging on every word she says. I'm also interested to see who are the higher ups that are above Makima, Ma Makina, mm -hmm. because originally she's going to Tokyo to right to, to meet with other to ones. meet with the bigwigs, and she was, and she even said like, yeah kind of makes me nervous meeting with the bigwigs so like if she's strapped like this who are the people that she's meeting with who are her higher-ups right and yeah. what type of timing are they on we it's also hard for me to believe that they even have that kind of like hole that she has i mean we also found out that she has direct communication with the chairman himself yeah because that's what the other people were they're like why do we have to be blindfolded while she uses her powers and they were like you know someone of her caliber no one else is allowed to know what her powers are fair enough yeah right do not gaze upon me humans that shit is broken yeah she's broken yeah absolutely broken i just it's one of those where i just sit here i'm like i obviously it's been a while so i don't remember exactly what's gonna happen directly next but like i just can't wait for the next episode because this shit is nuts show no oh and there goes Kyrie. well hey we got through uh quite a bit of the pod before he fell so i mean literally like 90 percent of it yeah got anything else uh that's about it matt yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it. I felt like this episode was like a kind of a stepping stone to mm. phase two of the plot here. So niggas was dying, Matt. It was just crazy. Dying. Dying. In the streets. Yeah, that's just. Also, I feel like time. it's it's just weird how Makima has like one emotion. Like no matter what news is brought to her, she's just like mm. she's smiling. Just even tempered. Just, like, All sure, the whatever. time. Mm -hmm. He's like me at the free throw line. Calm, cool, collected. Yes, sir. Also, what do you think is going to happen to that dude that resigned? I don't think anything's going to happen. Nothing. I think he's toast. Uh, like, he's going to die? I don't think going to happen to him. Yes. I, I think he's just not going to be in the show no more. I oh. think it's very... <laughs> much, you know, <laughs> I, think it's, I just think he's done. Like, I mean, they're just not going to animate him. I think no it's problem. very much like even before this whole thing where they were just like, you know, he's a normal human. He's yeah. not like Denji or Power where they have no other option. Right. Like... It's the same thing where Aki's just like, yeah, just get people to quit. Like, we expect people to quit. They do these things, you know? Like, I mean, Kobeni wants to quit, right? Good. Um, I just think it's one of those that they leave them, and then they, I guess they'll kind of expect them to come back at some point. Right. You think they're going to men and black them with the, you nah. know, with the little pen? Uh, Wait, so is Kobeni a human or a fiend? She's a human. She's, she's a human. human. The only fiend so far but is... But she's uh, just super uh, fast? Yeah. Yeah, she got the abilities. Her family's from Jamaica. <laughs> Queens. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, again, if y'all are not watching Chainsaw Man, what the fuck are you really doing? Not um, watching Chainsaw Man? Jerking off. 
No, I do that. His sister's while, ass. I can do that with Chainsaw Man as well. So don't worry. Find another excuse. What? Yes. Okay. May I'm or may saying. not have looked at the rule thirty four. It's okay. I'm just. Saying. I haven't though. Not yet. Out of all, I was like, out of all the enemies, to make your horny Chainsaw Man doesn't feel like the one. I don't know. They, they, they Justin, that's a hard thing to defend. Yeah. I love you. But it's a hard thing to defend. You guys are trying to defend the most sick and depraved person you know on the planet. So I don't know. Why. At least he's who is up to it. Me. Every other week, it's. Why are we trying to act like I'm really this depraved person? There's worse. And then he sit here and be like, you know what? I am. There are worse people in the world, but not worse people on this pod. Oh. So. Because I know some sick people. Yeah, me too. Mm. Fair enough. So that's all I got for the chainsaws. Yeah. Wow. Tune in next week, dog. Now that we've finished discussing the Chainsaw Mans, it is mm-hmm. time for Anime Book Club. Do-do-do. We started a new show this week, a newer anime as well, called Tamadachi Game, and we did episodes one through three of this psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, This has been some shit. Indeed. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to, you know, we'll just talk about the three episodes together a That's bit, just each game and stuff like that. Um, I haven't watched Squid Games, but I imagine this, this is, is very much like, like Squid but Games. Just with death with high schoolers though um you know squid games has death uh i think there's just tons of foreshadowing right the never doubt your friends i'm sitting here i'm like this is gonna get wild with all this foreshadowing um first episode i'm I'm, i I just have questions right like is there really a traitor i really want to know uh what's the name yuchi yuchi's the main character yeah i really want to know his backstory broke nigga alert broke nigga alert (laughs) um i'm sitting here i'm like what's going on here and you know the premise of it is these kids were saving up for a trip all this money got stolen you know this is a friend group now the friend group basically gets set up and kidnapped and they got to play this game to relieve some sort of debt and get out of it um and the game is going to be testing their friendships so my people who watch death parade which i low-key think we might do next um this is giving death parade vibes because i feel like it's going to be one of those shows to really show character and bring that out of it um it seems like tamadachi translates to friends so you know we got we got something going on there but um we got these people in this control room who keep saying humans and this is human interaction all these things so what or who are they what's going on there um but it's also a game show as you find out later in episode three so i don't really know what's going on um i have tons of questions i am interested though uh and on some regular it seems like a power friendship ass anime but i know this is going to be kind of wild um also of course, the main character doesn't fucking realize that these girls are in love with him on some usual shit. But I will say the end of episode one where he goes, I got a question. Man's went rogue. And I was like, after he was talking himself into all these good decisions, I don't know what sort of main character he is yet. Yeah. Smart one. I don't know. Yeah, when I can get he behind. He is smart. He yeah, is smart. I'll say that. Like, this nigga definitely seems like he's very intelligent. Um, Yuichi. I, mm-hmm. I, I fuck with it. I ain't gonna speak, speak episode to episode. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like... From the first game where he decided to talk him when they had to ask the five questions to mm-hmm. now what we learning about. Um, I, can, I can't wait to see how he, he kind of breaks down what's going on with the um, the talk with the, the current game. Yeah, the current the current game where they writing the notes and putting in the boxes mm-hmm. like the nominal shit. They the have bad to mouth like, shit. Yeah, the, ba- the bad mouth shit. Because it seems like he kind of is intuitive. So I I, I, li- I like that. They made it very obvious kind of who the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, who yeah. the antagonist was going to be. Um, but now they've officially established the villain. They've, it's essentially, they, exactly. They, they've 
they've they've um announced basically that yeah the nigga Tenji is the 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 nigga that's you know yeah we all knew that right, right. we all was yeah. episode two we was like all right gotta be him episode yeah. two episode one I was like yeah. yo nah You're never trust a nigga Epis- with, never trust a nigga in glasses man two million yen just out here just stole the shit and just to just to get these niggas involved in some shit like come on you know who I don't hate, know hate, hate, he hate, reminded me of the nigga hate, uh, hate. <laughs> yeah back Ida. From my the glasses it's and the, the class president. Yeah, yeah it's just like the stuffy ass, yeah. stuffy ass nigga, bro. Um, I I realize you know now you're talking about it, like, so we've established our villain, but we still don't know who these people with the game are, right? So they, you know, usually in scenarios like this, people who make the game are the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, and they still the villains. Like, they, this yeah, is they're bad up. people. But <laughs> right now, it feels like the main villain is Tenji. Um. He put them in this scenario. He did put them in the scenario. Also, right? If you notice, they mentioned Group C, and they're like this group. So we don't know how many other people are also in this game at the same time. Uh, Twenty six for every letter of the alphabet. Okay. Um. um nah, um, but it is no. I. I it is interesting. Uh, the Group C. I will say this though, like when you going back to your human comment. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I think they are human, like the people. But it's like one of those, you know, like those like overly smart mm-hmm. type of above. yeah you put themselves above other you know other mm-hmm. people it was like oh yeah humans are so dumb like ha 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 mm-hmm. um like how she was explaining like the whole thing with um when Koriguri was upset about the whole you know people not thinking she's a virgin and then she's like oh the only people that really care about that are virgins yeah um, great line yeah nah, she, um, she was that girl that lady we don't have her name yet um she was getting off some bars. Yeah, she was yeah. out here reading people to filth. I think um, some of the things, like when she was talking about how uh, love can be unconditional, but people don't have unconditional friendships. That mm. was tough. Wild. That was tough. Like, that's... That's a bar. There's some people who felt that one in their soul. It was tough. I right. personally feel like I have a lot of friendships that are unconditional. Yeah, I was um, actually low-key thinking about yeah, my I friendships. Here, I, was I was like, like wait, I don't, I was where like, I friendships? I have a lot of friends that I don't oh. get. Like, you know, I was like, I'm just, I just be just vibing saying. with none yeah, niggas. I'm not my, friends my, with them for a specific reason. My niggas you know? fuck with me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what she's saying right. is valid, and we yeah. see things like right. that all the time. Um, She also says, where is it? I think it's in the first episode where, you know, obviously a theme is going to be uh, Yuchi kind of pulling towards it seems like his what his dad used to say and what his mom used to say right, right? Mm-hmm. so pulling towards whether money is most important or friendship is right hence power friendship has enemy another single parent but when he comes parent. into that time um he has no parents oh yeah he don't yeah he's no poor and he has no parents um, <laughs> he, you, again we say in anime you can't have both parents yeah. and this man has neither this nigga really getting out the gutter yeah bro out the mud but, but at the same yeah he definitely is but at least his dumbass friend is super nice. And he's always like, if you need something, you could always ask me. Hey, you know, man, but hey, if you need something, I got you. Boy. And that, I feel like, is not a conditional friendship because he never takes him up on the offer. John See, said. but he be bullshitting because he be saying that shit a little bit too loud in front of the hoes. And that's, Just saying. And that's what Tenji was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But they also said that's, like, not because he's trying to be a dickhead. He's just an airhead. Like, yes. he is completely unaware. Um, and we saw that later on when he was coming at Sis. And Tenji punched them. 
Um, where he was like, wow, you act so innocent for someone who's not a virgin. And he was like, what the fuck? And now he literally nah, that was, like, that was such an a idiot. Like, that was is, such a wild line to my, say. My man's got this shit knocked silly, boy. And he sat here and he was like, ow, what did he I do? No, he deserved, he deserved no situation over None. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. Read the room. Bro, Read the room. she just told you a story about how. No, she didn't tell the story yet. She didn't tell the story She was yet? just sitting there crying. Oh, she was just crying? Yep. And he goes, oh, I thought you we knew the story. They told us the story. They told us the story. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, nah, <laughs> but uh, in that in that first episode, the same sis was talking about how um, when you choose going through it, uh, people like they're like people don't choose solitude when they're going through things, right? They're like now he's in this point where he's struggling with if there's a traitor amongst his friends and all these things. It's easier to go through hard times when other people are going exactly through it than for you to take that burden. Exactly. On. And then yeah. I sat here and I was like, that's definitely a thing. And then you sit here and you go, nah. I definitely do. We definitely be choosing the side. Like, I be I be taking L's yeah. at the expense In of the quiet. shit. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, episode two when they announced the shit with the with all the tea was being spilled, where it fucking it comes out that well I guess they foreshadowed the fact that ten GB Eve's dropping. Yep. But um, you know the it gets right on the no we find out later he's stalking stalking. <laughs> this man gave her the fucking alarm and it was a microphone. I was not expecting that one at all because I was like, how could he know this about sis? The anti about uh, what's her name? <laughs> fucking uh, Utery. I was like, how the fuck she know that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he knows that because this man planted a bug on her, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, but when the notes came out and it was like, uh, the, the class president like fucking. Yuchi, mm-hmm. and then the, her ex was Tenji, and that whole shit. Yep. Yes. And then I was like, her "Damn, ex. Shibe was salty oh, as fuck." Right. And then immediately after, Shibe was like, "Damn, y'all was playing me for a fool." This man Tenji said, "He was like, oh whatever, it doesn't count as dating." And he was like, "I loved you." And I nah, when he, he said like, that, I loved that, you. I was like, <laughs> he said it. He was just like, "That shit was real to me." <laughs> So My son sad. was friend zone like a motherfucker. Yo, he said that shit was real to me, and I hate your bitch ass because she yep. deserves better than you. Nah, that shit was hilarious. But you knew he was on that type of like. Oh, he's. You knew he was on because at the time it. when uh when what's his face? You you used to wait back in the classroom mm-hmm. because he's tying his shoe, and then after the whole like oh I suspect you I mm-hmm. suspect you to uh, Sawagori Sawatori, what was her name? I can't remember. Um. I know it was Sawagari. Sawagari, right? Sawaragi. 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 Let's just call her Shiho. Shiho. Shiho sounds better. Yeah, that's that's her. Shiho's her first name. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, Shiho. Right. And he's like, yo, I suspected you. And she's like, yo, that's kind of crazy, but I like you. Mm-hmm. You saw who was waiting that's what I'm saying. in like, the alleyway. There. And you know what? You know what? Tenji, he is this anime's Tobias. Sorry, he's got to be. He's just hating ass nigga Tobias. Uh, yeah, that point, like, he's manipulating. Uh, oh my! Shit. Also, I be calling um, I be calling Yuteri. I be calling her Hanada. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, low key. The, the Karaguri girl. Yeah, yeah, I get that that's too. The vibe is Hanada, so I also feel like that's easier than either of her names. Um, so are we are we good on calling her Hanada and referring Hinata. to her as Hanada? I'm still probably gonna call her Karaguri. That's fine. Um, but that was some shit. I also thought it was funny when uh. They like are doing the the you know the confessions and all that shit with the plastic surgery and we find out why sis got plastic surgery later on and whatnot. I was I'm, am I depraved for, for looking and I'm like plastic surgery. Hold on. Thought it was going. You, 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 you sat here. You went. You went. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> You're like she didn't get implants. So did she get a reduction? 
I was like, she she out here toting bee cuffs right now. Where are these implants? No. And, and she, her back flatter than the back of my hand. Like, oh, my God. Yo, where are these implants no, at? Nothing was worse than what niggas said about homegirl, bro, about he not son. Oh, the G-cups? Yeah, no, no, not the G-cups. Oh. It, um, about how she was um, hoeing? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to break, break it down like that. She, no, she they were saying the she was hoeing, right. but she wasn't hoeing. She wasn't yeah, actually right. hoeing. Yeah, yeah, right. But um, I'm saying that it, she it was taking she broke down. <laughs> she, was taking, yeah, she was taking advantage of by yeah. an older dude yeah, while she, she was in middle school. Exactly. But the wilder thing is because she was bullied so bad and the only way she got bullies to stop bullying her was to pay them. Bro, right. I was talking to Matt before the show. Bullying is an epidemic in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's, This is ridiculous. But shout out to Shiho because the reason that she doesn't get bullied anymore is because she's in her class they're That's like true. no one would try it around her we have to cut and now we problem. also know that she ho beat up the motherfuckers to save her yeah, i'm not gonna she lie a real one not she gonna, a real one. i want to see that fight scene because there was like five niggas there she a real one. just saying um, now unless she got some magic powers no she just is they literally she, she in like the beginning that? in the beginning when they introduced the characters and they have the little blurbs mm. in the blurb they were like her father's a police officer she was like trained in martial arts Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. see the blurb. All right. Cool. Um, All right. That makes they sense. Gave, like, those blurbs, I think, are relevant off rip. because be going fast as hell. I know. So I paused in the beginning because it's giving you personality descriptions as well. So they literally said for um, Hanada, they were like, I think she likes anime or whatever. And then you get the scene where it's like, oh, she's covering up the manga. Right? Um, but what the fuck was I going to say? Now, um, yo, what? when they said there is the fucking thing and the chat room said crying poor tears. Hilarious. They was going up in that fucking Karen thing, basically bro. it was basically the Reddit server or something. That was, that was it was Discord. <laughs> it was, was Discord. Going, that was, was going crazy. That's nah. what it felt like. What was wasn't one of the burn notice burn notice. The uh I'm just gonna say the burn book. Wasn't one of the things in the burn book somebody said like uh Kuraguri was like a G? Somebody said something, something. No no, something that was like the that. example. Yeah. The example um where ah. she was explaining how it worked. I was like, damn. Yeah. It's crazy. This is really it's hilarious. Um, so at the end of episode three, my my reactions are like, um, I thought it was early to to out Tenji. I also thought it was early. I mean, even though I knew it was yeah, Tenji, I thought it was, I thought it was early. early too. I agree, I agree. So I feel like because of that, there's got to be an there's got to be another thing. Well, right? I know we still got to find out who the people running the game are, so yeah. that could just be the other thing. Uh, but mean, like, there's there's got to be something else. Well, I think, or yeah, I also yeah. think it's gonna just now be, that we now that I'm actually now that we know it's it. gonna be it's gonna be interesting because now you know who the traitor is, mm -hmm. now you know who brought you here. So, but you still have to work together. And you still gotta to you get know, out progress the plot. Yeah, because right? I mean so, we're still in the middle of this game, this hopscotch game, and whoever gets to the end first has to take on everybody's debt, but everybody else. You know, yeah, gets all their stuff right. taken and away. It's, no. it's, it's to the fact where there's so many games that's involved in mm -hmm. this shit. We don't really know how that's going to affect one person versus how it's going to affect I think it's five games total, before. right? I, I don't I remember. They, they just got to get their debt sure. down, right? No, I think it's if you get through the five games, I think. No. Oh, no. Is it five or is it three? Because they were talking about, oh, if people, it might, I, I feel like it's five. Because they were like, whoever, um, what was it? Whoever comes in last gets to sit out. I want to say it couldn't be three because, like, the math wouldn't really add up for how they're d yeah, but, they, but they said yeah. um, whoever comes in, like, whoever's the furthest behind on the board yeah. gets to sit out the next round and go home. Yeah. It's, so, so now it's like, now I'm trying to think, like, all right, so now that we know who the bad guy is, right? Now we all know it's Tenji. Right. Our nigga's going to just team up to get hey, Tenji out of here. Well, they like, don't know it. What do you mean they don't know They it? don't know Tenji's the bad guy. Wait, hold on. 
We know Tenji's the bad guy. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. So what? So that last all little, scene, all the little flashbacks is just yeah. The last scene was just that saw. was from Tenji's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So and mind you, up to that point, like you know, we're still sitting here like that before we it becomes obvious that it's Tenji. We're playing this game of is there really a traitor? Is we're gonna get full power of friendship? What's gonna happen? We obviously get foreshadowing in the beginning of I thought these were my friends, you know, with the narrator type stuff with Yuchi. And then at the end, I think one of the things that's gonna come back, because I think there might be other aspects that the whole friend group I feel like is at risk, um, is when Hanada says, I really, really needed the money. Like I feel like that might come into play. Either it's gonna be them thinking she's the traitor and Tenji framing it that way or something else because we know that she still does get bullied um no I thought she didn't get bullied in high school she no she doesn't get bullied in the class anymore but remember they show the scene where um Yuchi is helping her pick up the stuff because he goes yeah some of the girls in the other class is still bullying that part. so that's where that's when she goes um oh like you're like me like I understand you you're the only one who actually calls you by my first name like you know I'm you're my real real friend yeah because we're close yeah I like you <laughs> um so there, there's just a lot of options I'm just curious as to where it's gonna go but we just know there's gonna be a ton of sabotage now for sure sabotage and now like now that it's absolutely confirmed that there is someone who put them in the scenario it wasn't a third party um I'm I'm curious as to the shenanigans that are gonna be at play because his his goal straight up is to break up the friend group so the fucking press, so Shiho is completely alone and has no one else to turn to but him. Big predator vibes, bro. That's the, oof. <laughs> Big He's the vibes. nice guys never win, dude. He's the where's my hug at? Yeah. Guy. Damn. All right. Shout out Haitian Gabe. Wow. Hmm. Um, I also kind of like. A deep cut, right? That's a super deep cut. Sounds like a deep cut. I don't yeah. get it. It's okay. Yeah, John, yeah I don't, I've known John just way too long. That's, that's the... That's the that's the that's the that's the that's the thing. All right. Um, yes. I like how it kind of makes like Yuchi, uh, at points, kind of looks like a a villain, like yeah, the way he I'm smiles saying. and like uh -huh. laughs and stuff. But he's the good guy. I root for Yuchi. That's, that's I it. I mean, but this feels like the show where like that might change. Like I would not be like it would obviously be a surprise. But like there seems like this could be a show where they might actually flip it he might actually lose it and then become a bad person throughout the show you know what i mean it can't be any worse than uh tenji yeah agreed but he could still be he could still be a bad dude facts he could still be a bad dude you know and because they're showing all those sides it might be one of those where he finally goes past the point or it might be a redemption thing where he goes past the point and then he has to try and get the the trust and everything else back right protagonist he's constantly going bad he's constantly going back and forth between I have the struggle of what my dad said and how I feel because I have no money and what my mom said about what I should think is important. Oh so. my God, this nigga's Todoroki? But with money and friends? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Todoroki, yeah. money like, and friends. Like I said, he's poor and he's a protagonist. Poor people... To be fair, Todoroki had both of those things, money and friends. He's Todoroki without money. Nah, that's what I was saying. Oh. Yeah. But like, yeah, nah, he's... He, he, he's poor. He not, he, not the, he not a bad guy. I hope not. He's uh he's gonna keep he's gonna try his best to keep everything. He's gonna find out his Tenji too. If you don't already know. Um Yeah, Sheeb, Shib, feel bad for my boy. Cause you saw him, he was kinda broken up. He's like, damn, like you knew yo bro, like you knew I was uh I was feeling her. Why you ain't say nothing? Why you, and they didn't even get a chance to explain. And he, he was like, yo, I could have he even said, yo, I would have backed off if you would have just told me. He couldn't even be like, yo, I just found out too. 
And then probably he wouldn't believe them because the homie's an idiot. But also, homie really is. And they were like, he's great at sports, but usually they're usually the villain character in these shows, right? He's usually a really douchebag dude who has money and is great at sports and is popular. And they go, in the blurb, they're like, he's great at sports. He comes from a rich family. They're like, but he's an airhead, so he doesn't read social cues well. So it makes him unpopular with girls. Mm. Awesome. And that's kind of like why when he was in the classroom, they're like, he's the class president. But they all know that the real class president is Shiho. She's the vice president who does all the work, mm-hmm. right? So like, in that flashback, he's asking for the homework. Yeah, like people right. don't mind, but then when he's talking, they're like, "Dude, no one was going to talk to you anyway." Like, hey, everybody, shut up! I need to concentrate, bro. Nobody is worried about you. Yeah, literally <laughs> nobody. So he's the like innocent idiot character, and honestly, what I thought was going to happen was um, definitely it was giving that. homie who betrayed them in prison school. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. The nigga I, that I, sold him out for the yams. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that nigga, was I gonna, the same thing. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. gonna. He didn't sell him out for the yams. He sold him out for the fucking food. Well, for the f- oh yes. yeah, and then it turned into you know there were yams thing. in the food, and then also yams. Off um, that, can I get to the yams? Um, Always, that's what life is about. But yeah. I I feel like yeah. it was gonna be before he finds out that she likes Yuchi. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be him doing some fuck shit so that the two of them could make it or whatever it was or making everyone else seem bad because you could already see you saw the tension when um the two of them are like all right let's do this together and he just jumps in he's like yeah because we're besties you know what i mean like he was starting to see the connection so yeah and also you know we got the little fracture of friendship between uh shiho and uh Korgori mm-hmm. because Korgori's like yo you, don't you are the only person in the plant on the planet mm-hmm. that knows this. And she's yeah. like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't. I don't want to feel this way about you. But well, you know, I, I, I can't down. help it. I can't. As much as I want to be your friend right now, I can't. Yeah, respect. And and you like my man? Mm. Yeah, ah, oof. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad biscuits right now. Tenji out here fucking the money up, son, for everybody. Bad biscuits and, and bad biscuits make the baker broke, yo. And, and he said, True. um, what he said. She said herself, or she was like, you get all the boys, don't you? Who said that? When um in the beginning, before her secret comes out, Gargory said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, uh, Shiho in the beginning where they found out like Shiho likes him, mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, of course you like him too. You get all the boys. Everyone loves you. Mm. It's true. Mm. True. Now it's like yo. Even though right now I feel like they should end up together, as in Shiho and Yuchi. I don't think they will. It should be. It should be Yuchi and and Gorgori. I agree. That's the one. But like, they they just go together so well. All Kuriguri, all Kuriguri got to do to bring uh, what's her face down to earth is what they do in every single anime, right? Because every anime, when there's two females, one is flat chested, one is busty. All she got to do is like, yo, for real, for real, Shiho. Why is it flat up there? You don't have the facilities for that. You don't have the facilities. You don't got pillows in your chest. Don't talk to me crazy. That's mean. It is mean, but look, man, sometimes, yo, this game is, is, is ruthless. Yeah, this friend game not so friendly. This friend game is not so friendly. We got love triangles, quadruplex, hexagons. It's going crazy up Honestly, in here. Honestly, this is the most we've had to talk in the first three episodes in a very long time. Yeah. Usually, first three episodes are quick, but like a lot happened, and there's a lot of setup. And this is a twelve episode show. Honestly, this yeah, felt quick. So. It did go quick. I mean, it felt quick, but there's a lot. There's there's a lot that's going on. Everything mm-hmm. that y'all seen. It's like... All right, you guys got anything else? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Not right now. All right. Um, so, if you guys want to follow along with us, uh, continue to watch Tama, Tama, Tamadachi game. 
Um, I don't know why I just, you know, had to stop myself from t- Tamagotchi. But continue to watch Tamagotchi game. Um, watch episodes four, five, and six for next week. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks guys for watching. We'll catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion.